Big profit. <laughs> Bit of extra Travis head on those ones. <laughs> boys, 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 we're back after a little hiatus. Uh, and State of Origin Game 1 has been completed. Do New South Wales get State of Origin? That will be a major talking point. We'll break down Game 1 and talk all things rugby league. Plus over in the AFL, few uh, huge names in coaching uh, in Dimmer and Clarko stepping down wrap up the week that was in the AFL. NBA playoffs, NBA finals, if you wouldn't mind. Will mm. the Nugs sweep the Heat? The Heat have gone the long way. The Nugs have been having a nice week off preparing uh, for the finals and have already taken game one. We'll have a look back at the conference finals and semifinals. Uh, into the cricket, uh, Chennai Super Kings win the IPL after uh, a little bit of a sort of letdown in terms of the rain and how it finished up. Mm. Look back at the tournament, who impressed, how the Aussies travelled and then look forward to the World Test mm. Championship starting on Wednesday uh, and preceding the Ashes. Um, EPL, Man City have officially won the league. They've won the FA Cup. Can they do the treble? We'll talk about the Far Cup and uh, preview the Champions League final. A little bit of relegation promotion chat, uh, A-League chat even thrown in there. Plus a huge final round. Uh, UFC 289 is next weekend. Uh, big announcements for 290, 291. Mm -hmm. And 293 is going to be coming to Australia. Uh, so mm -hmm. please uh, strap yourselves in. Check out um, the socials. And the Esky is back after about a month off. Boys, we'd like to start off the show by shouting a beer. I'll throw it over to you, Shauna. Uh, hopefully you're not too chirpy this episode, uh, given uh, that jersey that you're wearing. Uh, <laughs> Half the Queenslanders. <laughs> who would you like to shout a beer to kick us off? Well, I'm going to keep my uh, NHL uh, chat on the, pod on the podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, the Kraken are out, but at least there is uh, another uh, Florida-based team that knocked off the number one seed, making it all the way to the finals, and that is the Florida Panthers. Uh, they... Uh, we've made it all the way into the Stanley Cup. Um, they are now playing the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we They lost today, though, unfortunately. So they've gone down 5-2 in the first game of the Stanley Cup um, with Vegas, of course, winning. Uh, interesting, both teams never won the Cup before. Um, you know, but Golden Knights have been in the league six years versus uh, the Panthers 30 uh, but we will have a new winner of the Stanley Cup uh, this year. And it's quite interesting, I guess, for two places not well known for snow and ice. So, yeah. I <laughs> know oh, plenty of ice in both Vegas and Florida. I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the cold variety. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, um, but interesting, for, especially for casuals yeah. as well, for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a couple mm -hmm. franchises to go in there and possibly, well, definitely one of them's going to win their first ever yes, yes. championship. And one of the jerseys behind us might do that in, a, in another mm -hmm. league. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes. So that's what's going to be. Uh, I'm going to shout Luton Town over in England. They're going up to the EPL. Uh, it was just a mere 10 years ago they weren't even playing league football. So uh, that meant that semi-professional players were over there. One of them uh, has actually been with the club the whole time. So it becomes yeah. the first player ever to go from non-league football to the Premier League uh, with, with one club. Uh, absolute scenes there at Wembley last week uh, with the uh, penalty win over Coventry. Mm. Uh, winning 6-5, uh, half the stadium was blue, half the stadium was orange and the Hatters uh, will be playing in the Premier League next year. Stadium fits about 10,000 people. The Half the entrances go through people's backyards and, <laughs> and that's been doing the rounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is chat that they're going to try and get them a new stadium built 
for for the start of the uh, upcoming EPL season, which only is it's only that three month turnaround. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the longest seasons in professional sports. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they can uh, get that uh, all done. Uh, we were talking pre-show about maybe employing some uh, Qatari labour. <laughs> uh, tend to get things done pretty well. Um, just don't know if the OHNS standards <laughs> might be the same, but uh, I can't slip that through. <laughs> no, but it's 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 one of the biggest paydays in in world sport. It's mm-hmm. uh, about 100 120 million pounds that Luton Town receive, mm-hmm. uh, and putting Luton on the map. For those wondering yep. where that is on the map, uh, somewhere between. London and Birmingham, I think, up the road from Watford. Uh, so sort of more towards London than, than Birmingham. But, um, yeah, good to see them uh, in there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they do, do their best against the likes of uh, Man City and United and um, Chelsea. Oh, they'll be right against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll throw it over to you, Monks. You've got a retiring uh, NFL player. Yeah, uh, look, he hasn't been all too active the last few years, but um, he did officially come out in an interview saying that he's retiring. Um, I'm, of course, talking about Manti Teo. Uh, he's officially retired from the NFL. Um, had a stellar college career, probably most noticed or remember, remembered for his college career. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a little bit Indeed. underwhelming in his uh, NFL career, uh, being uh, drafted through San Diego Chargers back in the day. Um, and then floated around the teams, played for the Saints and um, was on the roster for the Bears but didn't play a game for them. Um, so 32 years old, um, putting up the hat. He's looking to focus more on life outside of football, um, does a lot of work um, with people, I believe. Um, and, yeah. So for our more casual American football listeners, what's the most uh, – what's the thing that Monte Teo <laughs> is most known for, if you wouldn't mind filling them in? He is most known for being catfished pretty much through his entire college career into the NFL. (laughs) He had an imaginary girlfriend. Imaginary girlfriend. There's a Netflix documentary on it. There is a Netflix documentary on it. I I think I watched it when it came out last year. It's actually – Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, it like obviously goes into a lot of detail of the story about like this guy that was pretending to be his girlfriend mm. yeah. online who I think they they knew each other. Like he was friends with – he was a cousin's friend or something like Classic that. Like, Frank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like way too far. <laughs> <laughs> way too far. Um, but, yeah, he goes into like I guess the whole psychology behind it and mm. like how he felt as a victim and then how like – the other guy felt and like what his motivations behind it were and all that sort of stuff. So it was pretty interesting. But, yeah, pretty crazy story. Um, pretty wild, I guess, college and NFL career. Um, I guess, yeah, he never really was able to kick that stigma yeah. with that as well. But, yeah. A hopefully. lesson for all the young fellows on the Tinder. Mm, yeah. Watch out for big catfish. <laughs> <laughs> Should that lead us into the mop of the week? The mop of the week, Probably. boys. And uh, it's his, his second second, second yeah. mop within, what, two or three months. Mm. Uh, we are yeah, talking about Demetrius Jamel Jarmorant uh, getting caught with a gun or posting himself with a gun uh, for the second time. Yeah, on Insta Live. Sean, if you wouldn't mind uh, running us running Yeah, well, not, not too much. Here. It was just uh, him and the lads in, in the, the big SUV just vibing out to a track and uh, one, of the, one of his boys was on, on the live and – uh, it flicks to him and, uh, you know, shows him and then it goes back to him and then back uh, and he's holding a gun and, you know, fla- flashing on the live and he's, mate, no, straight away he hides the camera and is just like, bro, bro, like, you know, can't be doing that. Um, 
So straight away, of course, the league gets on top of it. He's been indefinitely suspended, I think, again. Um, and then, By the Grizz, yep. Yeah, then there's been a whole bunch of media beat up and hoopla about it, of course. Um, but he, for him, not a great look, unfortunately, after a second time. second time, already been suspended, hasn't really learnt his lesson, I guess, um, is what they're trying to push. So, mm. yeah, it's uh, unfortunate for him. He's make better decisions. We kind of spoke about it first time around. Yeah. We're like, ah, oh, that's dumb. You know, he's young, spotlight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, two times in two months uh, is double dumb. So yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. the whole the whole you know background of his story, his private school kid, etc. Oh, he's yeah, <laughs> not really from the hood. No, so it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's a shame yeah. because yeah, he's one of the most entertaining basketball players in the league. Uh, one of the best young talents. I think I had him as a smoky for MVP for the whole yep. season. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think after so, what he did last year, we were all yeah, kind of thinking like, yeah, exactly. He's, so he's for, super talented. For, mm. for fans of the game, uh, obviously want uh, you know Jar to be out there and playing ball. For Memphis fans, it must be more than frustrating. Uh, it w- it's there's no definite um, fines or suspensions in there at the moment, so that's going to be interesting to see yeah. how, so, how it plays out, out yeah. over the off-season. Is there the something definite? Commissioner Adam Silver says that he's got his decision. He's going to wait until after the finals to mm. announce it, so wait until uh, off-season starts and then um, he'll let everyone know what the decision is in mm. terms of his – well, the disciplinary action uh, – action, sorry, against uh, Morant. Yeah. It'll be interesting uh, to see how that all plays out. Yeah, as a second yeah. time offender, what did you get? Three games? No, it was like no, it was eight, eight last eight time. Games. Yeah. Okay. Eight games, yeah. yeah. And again, like if it's not double you know, but, <laughs> but it's not playoff basketball, you know, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna get the second or third seed regardless. Uh yeah. they actually played pretty well without him. It's kinda like slap on the wrist exactly, kind of shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it be interesting. So all righty. Yeah. Uh and that runs us into some. Rugby League. <laughs> Origin happened. Uh, Queensland won. Uh, what's the next story? Okay, <laughs> On to the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Queensland do win game one over there at the Adelaide Oval. About 48,000 in attendance. Yep. Uh, there were some question marks around, uh, you know, would it sell out? It went pretty bloody close. The atmosphere looked pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, I think they were a bit disappointed uh, the 4K um, off. I think the maximum was 52,800-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they had that 48K figure of so- tickets sold about a week out. So they didn't really make too much. Mm. Um, it, did you guys see some of the advertising? Um, uh, they ma- Main much. Street in Adelaide, they had a big billboard that said, uh, the real 40's coming. Uh, so you, you was it the advertising they had in that um, AFL, what do call it? Uh, the round? No idea what you mean. Gather round, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, no, I thought I swear I remember that. That's what they were advertising during the AFL um, when they had the that round where everyone was playing in Adelaide. The gather yeah. round, the gather round. Yeah, they yeah. had the Origin advertising going up then. Ah. Yeah. yeah, well, they might have, but you know, they're pushing the agenda that you know, real football yeah. in a in uh, an AFL mad um, area. Like, a, it's not it's not how you sell to the masses within the area. <laughs> that particular <laughs> article that I uh, had a glimpse on socials makes more sense now because it was yeah. like. Uh, NRL with bold <laughs> campaigns saying, strip that, stop watching Gay AFL and, <laughs> and watch rugby league. Yeah, like so, they'll uh, they'll uh, put someone down. That, that, that'll get yeah. them to buy our shit. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, I I think largely they'd probably be a little bit disappointed in that and mm. that, of course, mm. generated a whole bunch of media hype about, you know, New South Wales shouldn't be taking a neutral game 
um, or taking a, one of their games to a neutral venue, they should get there too in New South Wales, et cetera. And, um, yeah, but that argument's a bit, a bit dumb. I think that's just the way that the NRL is going for Origin moving well, forward. We've seen success in Perth. We've seen pretty big crowds in Melbourne. Plus, plus, plus if they want to do the expansion, the, the, the pinnacle of rugby league at the moment, it, mm. it, will, it has been for the mm. best, best part of three decades is – is state of origin. Like that's that's what draws yeah. the most eyeballs. It's one of the most watched things in Australia. So yeah, you take that to those areas where you're trying to expand and grow your game. Mm. Mm. Um, and that's the that's really the point. So having one neutral, I think, is fine. Um, uh, I think it adds a bit to it. But having said that, teams that win for, win the first game won nine won seventy five percent of the the series. I think is the stat. So it's around three out of four. So. Queensland take so, a, a big, big advantage moving going into forward, game don't two. they? Let's look at the game that was. <coughs> Queensland uh, did end up winning at 26 to 18 and they got off to a flying start with the hammer uh, going through off, uh, off that Munster little left foot grubber. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see the hammer in there given he has, he's been playing out of his skin yeah. Uh, for for the the Dolphins, I nearly said Redcliffe, mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for <laughs> the, the team from the um, – and for a bloke who really couldn't hold down a starting job last year at the Cowboys to go to bona fide origin superstar, he looked pretty good out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll go through the teams and our thoughts in a, in a second and just run through the what, what happened. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some questions been happening in Cowboy land, especially with the way they've been playing um, and letting him go. But mm. I think uh, sprinkle some Wayne Bennett magic in there may be the telling of that story. Yeah. Um, if we run through the game, so 11th minute, Cobo goes untouched into the right corner. Um, 10 zip. I thought, oh no, this could be like one of those Queensland <laughs> Dynasty games where yeah, it was like, oh, real, no. real old hiding. They get a roll um, on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I felt the game was one of the slowest NRL games I'd watched this year. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, even across the board for nearly the whole 80 minutes, it was very slow. I think there was, what, one repeat set in the whole game, mm. like heavily on the penalty and mm. the stopping of the game. Mm. A lot of penalties. So. Uh, it was a very different type of game um, than I think we were expecting. And uh, there was a lot of um, holding in the ruck, mm. which every other week would have been a repeat. But in this, the, you know, you get 10, 20 seconds of holding it down. It was, it was a definitely a very slow game. Mm. Um, so I think that kind of helped the Queensland as a start. And then it took a bit for, I think, the New South Wales team to kind of get going. Uh, I think the big change was probably um, when they took Hudson Young off and played the the whole left side as Penrith players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Penrith connection. That's what led to Pretty the much. first try, mm. where it was Coruscant dummy half, who's ex Penrith, yeah. into Cleary with a no look pass, and Nathan Cleary into Luai putting a great ball in for Liam Martin to yeah. to go in and and uh, finish the the half at ten six. Uh, the Blues probably. Not too disappointed with finishing 10 6 at the, at the half, given yep. the way that it had played out. But uh, yeah. a big part of that as well was Murray Tulungi and, and holding up both mm-hmm. Teddy and Tyson mm-hmm. Frizzell mm-hmm. Um, with with uh, them trying to bust over. What do you think of Tyson? Tyson Frizzell's held, hold up. Uh, look, it I was can, very, very close. It To me, with my blue eyes, it, it looked like there was a blade, some blades of grass touching the footy there. But yeah. I look. To try and to try and look at it and analyze it as a neutral, I can say maybe there wasn't enough yeah. evidence to overturn yeah. the on on field decision. I think I that's think a, that's, that's, that's what the it point. Was. Yeah, yeah. So if it'd gone up um, try, it would have been a try. Like, yeah. I, there was no clear vision of white ball on green grass. It was you could probably see where the ball was and where the arms were. He's like, yeah, most likely that ball's touched the ground, but mm. there's no clear shot of that. And 
throughout the whole game, the bunker backed the ref for every decision. Which I, I like to see. I, I didn't mind it either. Mm. I was like, I was a bit, a bit annoyed with the happy Kawasaki try because I think every other week that's a you, you hit the ball and it lands right at your feet, that's a knock on. That, that <laughs> was literally a game of arcade pinball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a stitch up. And I was like, oh, that's just the footy gods tying us up for the Tyson Brazil one. But – the ref on field yeah. ref had said that no, it had gone backwards. It was play on, and Bunker mm. was like, "Cool, you've that's the decision you made. We will stick with mm. that." Mm. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy. You know, throughout the whole game was ref that way, and it was very much on the ref's hands. But also, I don't think the game was ref very well with the whole pace pace of the game that I said before. So uh, mm. after the half, that try I just mentioned, Appy yep. gets his his lucky try, and then uh, Selwyn Cobo scores um, his second, sliding in there. Uh, to get it to 16-12. Great finish there from Cobo. Strong. Yeah, he does have had to beat two and mm. slides in there, keeps his feet in. Um, very impressive. Um, Crichton then hits back uh, to get them back in front. So it was actually a pretty good back and forth game. Yeah, it was a bit of tech- it was close, the, yeah. the start of that second half, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> and I, I felt around that, between that, say, 60th, 70th minute, I kind of felt when I was watching this that someone will steal this game. Mm. Um, and that kind of yep. went the way of the Queensland. They had a perfect 10-minute Queensland period. Um, the hammer mm. puts the foot down at – well, I think it's Munster beating Nico Hines mm. uh, playing in the centres mm. uh, to then put hammer away and just having too much pace for Addo Carr. Well, and put him into the turf with a yeah. little, little, little fan. And yeah. then, Before um, that, Fegler got Sinbin though. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so they were one minute <coughs> down. Mm. Well, we'll get to that point. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, so, you know, and then Teddy falls over, slides over, and then hammer goes over for mm. an easy one and then fins up uh, for the celebration. And then we have Lindsay Collins jumping over Teddy uh, to get the last try mm. yeah. uh, to, to seal the game. Uh, great offload as well to give it to Munster. Yeah, middle fours shouldn't be out there. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's illegal. That's illegal. Especially not the centre from uh, the uh, space – the spa, – the, what are they called? The Monstars? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you um, seen that look like a drink? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, man. That's been beautiful. So that makes sense. I, I think – and then that, that to Jimmy's point, you know, Flegler's in the bin for 10. Both wingers are off with HIAs and they were already yeah. down – it was the other bloke that was injured on the on the. They had, uh, Tom Gilbert was was hurt at that stage. Yeah, yeah, and Tom Gilbert yeah. was gone. So they had you know three guys off the interchange, mm. and they had a guy in the sitting bin. So they're basically playing the last fifteen minutes with a squad that's on on mm. the on the pitch, and yeah, to to lift and put New South Wales away, um, I guess goes to your intro point of uh, does it matter more to the Queenslanders? You've seen this pattern, aren't you? Uh, especially like post-Dynasty, you know, when when mm. you can't really fault that much, mm. I suppose, when you've got the, you know, maybe the best spine to have ever been assembled ever going out there yeah. and winning. Immortals all up and down. And winning it. flat stick. Over the last sort of five years in the post-Queensland Dynasty era, it has seemed on paper that New South Wales should really be on their own mini dynasty and a lot of people mm. are questioning, you know, d- does it just mean more to, to Queensland, especially, you know, being a man down and, and you know, short of, on cattle mm. um, with 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 blokes hurt and, and, and Flegler in the bin and they go out 12 on 13 and run in two tries to, to seal this game. Yep. And I, and, uh, I think uh, when I – I think the the rugby league eye test does it, and the, you know um, expected points. I think was twenty four for New South Wales, eleven for Queensland, based on possession and field position. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they've they they're like chat GBT for fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> analytics and shit. Yes, but you know the analytics <laughs> are saying with the amount of ball they have across like 
uh, all rugby league games, this is what they should have scored and mm. they've significantly mm. outlied, you know, blew that out of the water. Um, but I, I, th- I think if I think of Origin as a concept, it's always been New South Wales has way more Sydney-based teams and generally should have the better talent within their teams. Yes, you know, Queensland has those periods where they get four immortals playing in mm. your fucking spine. Mm. <laughs> that, yeah, they're going to dominate. But usually they have the better guys, the better guys to play with. That's why they're the perennial underdogs. They're always not the favourites going into these mm. series. Mm. Um, but I, I think the media, when you ask that question, especially, um, you know, the rugby league media, which is mostly Sydney-based, <laughs> you ask that question of does it mean more to Queenslanders, uh, they always go with the defensive. It's like, oh, what you're saying, it doesn't mean anything to New South Wales. Yeah. Which I think is the wrong question. I think it means fuckloads to them. Yeah. But I think it's just like if you're playing 110, Queensland, it means more, they're playing at 112. Mm. And that 2% supports the difference. Mm. And I think you can kind of probably see that with where you have, well, I don't know, what we call them, Queensland periods where they play 10, 15 minutes of unreal football and yeah. still football games like this. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And they do it so regularly. You could, mm. you, there's nothing else you can explain it. Um, I, I can't think of any other reason than, you know, do their job and, uh, yeah. you know, do your duty to your state. That, so on their jerseys. Yeah. On their jerseys. Like that yeah. matters so much to them. So mm. that's it. Like, which, which I think is a little slight difference there. It's those moments like Tulangi holding up two, Twice. two Twice. tries yeah. for New South Wales. Like it's those sort of moments. Yeah. So for, I also think it's like. No one thought they were going to pick him in the team. Like I did not yeah. have. Te- like, no, I didn't think he was nah. going to pick either. So. I was kind of I'm an iron about maybe they put Val or, or whoever one of the centers they put him on the actual wing so you play Ponger in mm. the centers like if they wanted to go that yeah, way right, yeah. yeah like again stealing a bit of uh, what New South Wales had done playing mm. fullbacks mm. in the centers um, <coughs> maybe it's time we talk about these teams because I I feel uh, my general thoughts on it I feel like Freddie and you know Greg Alexander know what they like and they pick the the 2022. New South Wales team, going with Penrith. Um, and I think we'd probably run through some of the positions. I would like to talk fullback into spine and then probably everyone else because mm-hmm. um, uh, my my very high-level thoughts on it, I think South's the best team in the comp at the moment. I think they'll win the comp. Um, they're most talented. Uh, yeah, that's a that's fair. fair statement. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of those guys that probably should be in those positions are getting overlooked for Penrith guys. Who are you thinking of in, in particular? Yeah. Uh, well, I think Damien Cook was probably the main one. Yeah, yeah. I think Campbell Graham. And, and we're putting Coruscant as kind of a still, flat, still slash Penrith guy. But you, th- you think about, oh, you know, we're probably jumping ahead of you talking about Spine, but you think about Appy. He's been playing a Tigers team that lost eight, eight games in a row. Like there's – they played like two good games late in Origin and like he's been mm. good and solid for him. But do you think – and I'm trying to sort of play mm. devil's advocate mm. here, not, not that I'm uh, not a fan of Damien Cook, but do you think Damien Cook changes the outcome of this game? Uh, I think the game could be different, but I think it might be a different again. Probably when we start mm. talking about what's Nico Hines, Hines's role, mm. uh, yeah, it could be a, di- a whole different outcome. Yeah. But I, I think the form, yeah. and actually, this is this is the point: form versus pick and stick, because that was a huge conversation going in Origin. Well, it's that, the, same the thing Queenslanders last year with Adam yeah. Carr, like they didn't play Adam Carr because he was playing for the Dogs, and they weren't playing that well. But this year they picked Coruscant yeah. for the type. Who so they the went type. more form yeah. last year. But yeah. they went more pick and stick this year, and the Queenslanders did the fucking opposite. <laughs> they went more, and then of course, you know, again, New South Wales NRL media is going, "Oh, the bloody Queenslanders! They didn't pick and stick. Like, it's going to be dreadful for them." But they picked all the guys that are informed that have been playing elite, yep. and 
Um, maybe Hammer, that was, yeah, yeah, Hammer, Reese Walsh. Like yep. you, you run through it. Um, you know, they none of the, not a lot of the guys were there just on name value. They're there because they were in form. So mm. um, yeah, it's a very interesting conversation. So let's start at fullback. That's probably an interesting one there. Teddy Tedesco, I think we all agree, has to be big. He's a captain. He does, but if you have been on social media in the rugby league hemisphere in the last few weeks, there's been big, big calls for Dylan Edwards to come in. Uh, we've spoken about it in cricket before. You know, can you drop your captain? Is he is he there because he's yeah. the captain? Anyone that's watched rugby league over the last mm-hmm. five years could see that he's the, the, he's, yeah. prob- he's probably you know one of the most consistent guys uh, mm-hmm. week in week out. That said, he was pretty lacklustre on Wednesday night. Yeah, and the yep. twenty twenty three roosters have been dreadful. Yes, um, I've got so, a lot. So on form, if you, if you want to go on form, then yeah. Dylan Edwards should be the number one. Well, uh, I've got another thought for you there, but we'll get to that. But uh, I, I just want to say, like with that roosters, that roosters stat, they were the only team to not score two hundred points. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the twenty five they got today will get them over it, but every other the dragon team, scored two hundred quicker. Yeah, and so uh, the Tigers. Yeah, and the Bulldogs, and two to three <laughs> rounds ago as well. So it's taken the Roosters a long time to catch up to that. So you take that, you know, line breaks, try assists, tries, yeah. the the lot all down across the board. But then uh, that also to again be devil's advocate, that's a Roosters thing and yes. not a not Teddy just a purely thing. a Teddy thing. Mm. Yes, true. But uh, you know, I think Teddy plays part in that. Like yeah, he's, sure. he's yeah. a little bit out of form, definitely. Um, oh, he, I'm not going to question that. 100 percent out of form. Like. Yeah. like he played a bounce better game today, getting a double, and no, no, he was no. he was absolutely dominant. Yes. So I think you know he's had the kick in the bum he's needed after that after that Origin game, uh, but you know he's thirty three, mm. and maybe not Dylan Edwards, but when do you make Latrell fullback and make him captain for the next ten years? Yeah, that's that's another interesting point because we've got all these fullbacks that are playing in the centres. Yeah. Do you do you change it for? A guy that's playing – well, would have been playing out of position had he not succumbed to an injury. Yeah, like and, if Latrell was healthy, if you play him at one, mm-hmm. Campbell Graham comes in and plays in the centre straight away. Mm-hmm. Campbell Graham's been the best centre in the league at the moment Yeah, and couldn't yeah. get a go. Yeah. And the Souths were and then And then what did you what did you think about the sternum injury? Was that a cover, do you think? Yeah, they were – well, they took him out because they were pissed. Mm-hmm. By, uh, mm-hmm. they were, and that's what I think, like, again, back to Jimmy. <laughs> back to my – This was away from my top. <laughs> yeah, just on Just on I, I go my point of they pick Penrith mm. over picking Souths, and I think Souths are the top mm. of the table at the moment. Um, not maybe not ladder wise, but they haven't had any buys yet like the other teams have. Mm. Yeah, but I think talent wise and where they've been playing, they've just been so dominant across the board. Who else from Souths deserves to be there? Kalama Tangi. Well, I I, I think um, we got to have that converse. Well, we just talked about fullback. If we go into the spine, mm. Luai, Cleary, and Appy. Mm. And if you look at Cleary, I, I'm happy to, to pick. I think he's – seven in the game. Nico Hines maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have – there's that conversation. And then Luai isn't. Uh, you know, if you look at some of his stats, they're comparable to Luke Brooks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and his involvement's in the game maybe not so much. Uh, look at what Cody, Cody Walker's doing at the moment. Uh, if yeah, you if yeah. you want a running 5-8 that, that, you know, ball plays like that style, in that Luai style – Cody Walker's the best at that in the league at the moment. <laughs> Undoubtedly, but again, it comes down – again, the combination argument is strong. Yeah, it's, and I want to talk about this. The guy's going to camp for, for 10 days and got to learn each other's games, whereas Luai and Cleary play together week and week. Yeah, well, you look at that Queensland side. 
Munster and DCA are able to do that. Yeah, and you look across the board. There's not that many. They're, they're spread out. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think – Do you also think that, that mm. having that combination also kind of does a disservice? Like Bingo New South Wales were great. They were really strong on that left-hand side. Mm. They what just, does Turbo do with They this were not mm. able to move the ball to the right-hand side of the field. Yeah. As soon as they got to that like centre field onwards, they yeah. would drop a ball. They yeah. just had that, no, that's a great point. Yeah, like, you, I think Turbo is a perfect um, way to look at this because what, what was Turbo's involvement in this game? Minimal. Yeah, exactly. I think it was, you know, the game plan was a run, basically Penrith style, run it through the left, try yep. to score the way. It doesn't work. Cleary kicks it back across and hopefully Turbo gets above everyone else to score, which uh, he, he did to knock down a few to give them some, <laughs> some, uh, some nice tries there. But outside of that, they didn't play anything through the right side. Yeah. And uh, they just killed it. Yeah. And they were, predict- they were predictable. Their fifth tackle yeah. options were like, because it was generally from about the 30 or 40, was just mm. we're just going to bomb it to the corner and the Queensland wingers did a great job of defusing yeah. it. They just got to put tape on. No, you know they're not going to go right. Yeah. Then you know again diffusing those bombs becomes a lot. Yeah, easier. like Turbo Attica just had, had you know because they could have had pillows out there and slept mm. through the whole game. They also, were just not used at all. Yeah, it also seemed a little bit that Frizzell <laughs> kind of seemed like he was out of position. Like it always passed it on to him, and he he was never looking at Attica on the wing. Like nah. Attica had had space a few times. He's not a very big passer of the ball. Really, so. Yeah, so I just don't know if he was playing too far out. Mm. On that mm. side of the wing, I guess, but yeah. yeah, it just didn't seem like that that same chemistry. And I think that's where, if you put an emphasis on like playing Panthers football, and you have those key Panthers players playing it that way on that side of the field, it's yeah. it's one dimensional. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I just I don't I'm not fully sold on well, I, on I, it's it's all on this Penrith combination. Like we spoke about how they that's how they scored their tries was. Penrith, Penrith, Penrith guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the no, only, you're right. only time they looked dangerous was, of course, when they um, uh, Hudson Young went in the in the doghouse. Um, mm. You know, that was really a difference where they put Liam Martin in there and that was a combination. Mm. And that's all Nathan Cleary and Luai know, mm. which I think yeah. is, you know, when you get into the last 20 minutes, you got to stand up and, uh, you know, throw it around, get your talent involved. Uh, that's probably where the difference is with Munster and um, DCE. Well, DCE playing a second fiddle it just gives it to Munster. Yeah. Just do what you need to do it does. Uh, and work it out. So I, I, th- I think it, it probably makes more of a difference on when you're defending where like Penrith, like if you're playing like your 70th minute, everyone's busted. Pen, mm. Penrith players will go into their like default. They'll, they'll defend their areas and stuff. And if no one else is on the same page, I think that's where you can get like – you had Tedesco out of position a fair bit mm. defending on the line. Mm. Um, that's where they scored – Queensland scored a few of those tries. I think it's just when your players go into default, when they're playing with those boys next to them who they play week in, week yeah. out, like it might – I don't know, it just mm. didn't seem like the chemistry was there. Mm. It was there for half the field. It was there for the Penrith players. It just wasn't there for anyone else. Yeah, mm. and, and I feel like, you know, that's – Stifles them a little bit. Yeah, is my thoughts on it. So if if I finish with that spine of New South Wales, um, you know, pick your pick your full bailing. It's going to be. I think uh, if you picked, maybe you put Latrell there as being the number one fullback in the in the league at the moment, the way he's been playing. Uh, you know, if Cody's your six, Nick Hines your seven, and and Damian Cooks your nine. So you're saying to drop Nathan Cleary. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm, no, no, I'm going to say that none of this will happen. <laughs> I, I, I w- we know fit level go down with the ship. They're going to the, these these guys in the spine. It'll be the exact same spine. None of this is going to change, no matter what anyone says. But if I'm going form first, pick and stick, mm. all the guys in form, mm. 
like Teddy played really well today, so he'd probably stick with Teddy. But, mm. you know, form-wise, Latrell's been unreal the last month and a half. Um, Cody Walker, he's been playing as the best six. Nico Hines and Cleary, you probably argue one and two. Mm. Looks like Cleary's going to be hurt anyway. <laughs> good, but, yeah, but, he did, did suffer a hamstring injury yeah. this evening. But Nico Hines has been pretty good. Not his best game against Brisbane last night. So, you know, there – and I think Cookie's been playing better for South than Appy's been playing for Penrith. Yep. So, mm. you know, as the Queenslander – I said, you're trying to pick your worst team. <laughs> no, I'm trying to pick your best team. And I'm glad you're not, which is what I said. Like, if Nick Hines not six, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy as a Queenslander. It's the way that, that it got used as well. If you're going to use a precious bench position in this era of not many interchanges and play him for mm-hmm. the best part mm-hmm. of 10 minutes, mm-hmm. what is the point of? Of, well, of picking Nico Hines. Do you want to talk about some coaching strategy before we talk about everyone else in the yeah, team? Yeah. So I think I think it's pretty clear that uh, Fittler gets uh, outdone as a, an X and O's coach. Um, I think it's uh, my kind of point to point to that is if you look at the halftime adjustments, you didn't see too much out of New South Wales. Mm. Out of the Queensland mm. side, they were getting buried coming out of the back end, mm. basically getting like 30, 30 metres. Mm. Start the second half, they were going to second, third options. They were spreading the mm. ball, mm. getting that up to more like 40-plus metres gained mm. in a set, which gave them better field position and get them in the back end of the arm wrestle. And you kind of see it that Cam Smith is their rah-rah dude mm. and Billy Slater's X and O's. So, you know, mm. you saw in the vision that Billy's – not talking because he's already done, he's gone, he's through it, and yeah. the Cameron's getting him, geeing him up. Mm. Was I think Brad's more of the opposite of that. I think Brad's more of the um, rah-rah dude, mm. you know, trying to G him up, get him ready, and I'm not sure who the X and O's guy is. Mm. Do you really want it to be Greg Alexander? Um, what role is Joey playing as part of that? Um, so you, you, or not minimal, really. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you, you question, um, you know, maybe some of that coaching ability. And then when we look at the interchange, Hudson Young played 31 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he gives away a penalty for a shot and then knocks on. Yeah, he didn't have a good, good thirty-one minutes. Yeah, doghouse. So they're not, they didn't put him back on after mm. that. Mm. So Liam Martin has to go out there and play the full sixty, and they looked better with Liam Martin and Cameron Murray on the on the on the park. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but then Nico Hines, and if you listen to Brad Fittler's post-match um, post his press conference, they had no plan to play him. He mm. he was basically there as you know second fiddle. There's a bit of chat that. He might come on and Luai would go to nine, you know, leading up to it. Mm-hmm. But they basically, you know, Fitless comments, he said, it was like, I was happy with 80, happy paying 80, mm. which kind of alludes that, well, we're holding a bench spot for Nico Hines not to play and he's only going to come on if someone gets injured. Mm. And in this case, it was Turbo and he played 12. But if you hold a bench spot for no one to play, then you've already got Hudson Young in the, in the doghouse. You're expecting... Happy to play 80 and then also Liam Martin and Cameron Murray to play full 60. Mm. Mm. And then you're stuck with the big men doing a three-man rotation of, mm. you know, mm. um, Pango Jr., Payne Huss and Junior, Junior Paulo. Paulo. Mm. And that's why Huss plays only 50 minutes in an origin game. Mm. Like the dude plays 80 for Brisbane. It's the best. Best, prop. Mm. And you, best, best middle in the, in the league. And you look at that and you just – good looking Red 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 Walsh. That's my pink. Fills out those tidy whities. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> might, might be a few long, longest yard. Might be a few socks packed down there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hot boy Reese Walsh has just come onto onto our KO, uh, which you guys can't see. Yeah. Uh, look, if, if if you want to say that this this loss came down to poor poor coaching and poor poor execution, not just, but I think it adds. Like, uh, yeah, I I I'm not going like, to argue the point. Like, I think we add add all those things together about you know not making changes. They're not really. You know, maybe it meant a little bit more to Queenslanders, you know, not managing the interchanges. Mm. I feel like Appy in the back half of this game was 
dead tight. He made the most mm. tackles in New South Wales. If they'd won this game, he would have been man of the match. Mm. Um, but, he, you know, I, you didn't see any dummy half runs. They just gone one outs. They mm. were buggered by the back half of that because they had no interchanges because they weren't going to make them. Yeah, which, mm. is, which again is a selection error yeah. in, so in, the in carrying Hines at 7-8. Exactly. So um, mm. I, I think all of that amounted to the reason why the Queensland side could get back into this. So, you know, I... I, I was quite happy they picked Hudson Young and Bangai Jr. Both are both are great for uh, at least one error a game and doing something dumb. Well, so. and, that, and that Bangai Jr. <laughs> offload attempt. <laughs> yep. When it's it's zero to or, or, the, or one tackle gone on yep. your own twenty yep. and it gives the ball back to Queensland. I was like, thank that, you, bro. That, that was an absolute fucking nail in the coffin. That one wasn't yeah. it? Uh, if anything, I think those guys might miss out next game. Um, yeah. They, they might miss out for and then like Cameron Murray and Liam Martin will probably start. Um, if well, well Cameron Murray's Murray health as well, groin strain, groin strain could miss it. Mm. So yeah, uh, I just felt like it was an odd selection of you know the twenty twenty two best players plus a few Smokies and you know maybe some X Factor and I just didn't. In my opinion, I don't think it worked. So as us two New South Wales heads on the uh, on this table and the two <laughs> Queensland heads is just yeah, sitting yeah. there. Uh, I've got a massive one. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 like if you're the, if you're on that selection panel, injuries aside, who needs to come into this side? Do you think? Ask me, mugs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mitchell's an obvious choice. He was a huge, well, but again, it's an, that's huge. an injury thing. That's not a sele- yeah. that's not a selection thing. I can't think of anyone else. Um... I, I wouldn't mind a guy like Olakawatu. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and again, Hudson Young's been great for for the Raiders. Does you know yeah. Olakawatu win you the game? No, but he's just huge, and I think he'd be built for Origin and, and yeah. be devastating off an off an edge there. Um, and but like like Sean's been sort of at it the whole time. It does it come down to this spine and and them picking kind of yeah. a little bit too too much Penrith and and if you're carrying Nico Hines in the, in the side, does he need to be starting? Is, is it that well, that's, simple? That's, that's, simple? That's the yeah. thing. I think we have too many options with our spine and with mm-hmm. our backs. Like you're almost kind of like just stumped for choices. Like you you can't make any choice, so you make all the choices. <laughs> just True. Your team, you your team with all these um, with spine and, and backs and don't really focus on your forward pack. So, yeah, yeah do, you, do you make some tough calls and say someone like Luai is out of origin and bring someone else in so they can bring someone else in? I, I'd it's say hard, like if anything, Penrith, the Penrith connection works, mm. but it also takes a lot away from the rest of the side of the other side of the field. Like, yeah, and as I said, I you know this is not Penrith team that's the dynasty this year that it was in the last two. That's one the two. So, yeah. They're still good, but yeah. they're not. They're not where they were. No, they're not twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think just the simple fact that like you always know that they're going to be running to the left side of the field makes it. A lot more easy to defend. Yeah. I think they just need to, yeah, need to break break that up somehow. Mm. Um, if you can fit all of them in the team, sure, go for it. But I think just having it all sort of stacked to that one side of the field makes it very hard to um, have the X's and O's and forty like, yeah, being able to shift it back the other way. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't think they'll make uh, sweeping changes. I just don't think that's in fitless nature. If anything, might be a few forced injury ones. I think Nico Hines will probably be in the halves at some spot, uh, either covering Cleary for that injury or replacing the Y. 
and then they'll probably bring in someone bigger um, as, as a more of a guy that can uh, play hooker and maybe in a second row. I, I think I would put Cook, you know, in fourteen or switch him and Appy. Like I think they mm. both should be in the in that squad. Mm. But I think they they just worry because both are smaller smaller hookers. Mm. But Appy made forty who, who fucking cares? Yeah, so who they, cares? They, they know yeah. How to tackle. Like. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you want to. Because you look at what Appy did in the 60 minutes he played for the Tigers the other day. Yeah. That looks perfect for him. And 48, 48 hours post-origin, you've yeah. got to take that into consideration yeah. too. Yeah. So, you know, maybe give him a 20-minute stint somewhere in the game where you either get Cook involved and then Cook then slides into a second row spot or I'm not sure who else would, <laughs> would fit size-wise um, to be able to do that. But um, I, I like that's mm. probably, I think, the only changes they'll make. I, I could make sweeping changes and say if you want to pick guys in form, pick all these dudes. Mm. Um, but I just don't think they will. The um, next the next forty eight hours are going to be huge because we'll we'll get some yep. injury reports. Mm-hmm. So we'll see uh, what this what this Cleary Hammy is looking like. We'll see what this Cameron Murray. When's the next team going to be next, next weekend? Like. Uh, yes, it will be next weekend. Yes, which yeah. fuck that feels like it comes around quickly. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. And uh, and final point on on Fitlayer, uh, if he loses the series, done. Should he maybe put his hand up and say, I've lost three out of four series where I was expected to win? Well, I'll give you this stat. After they won 2020 series, I think they played the first two games and called 70 points to Queensland six. Yep. yep. They've lost uh, four of the next five origin games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that, that 70 to six when all of those fullbacks playing, you know, I'm talking Latrell, Turbo, Teddy, mm-hmm. all healthy, and it, it just looked like a training run out there. Yeah. Um, that's look. That's not the expectation, but that's what the talent could be. Yeah, yep. And it's just it's just gone horribly wrong since then. So yeah. I, I will also say, you know, uh, Kevin Walters at that point not a great coach. He's kind of coming into the senior coaching ranks. I don't, I don't think he's worth seventy points in two games difference. Oh well, I think Wayne Bennett taking the worst team <laughs> in Origin history, beating Fitler the following year, and, <laughs> and seeing what Bennett's doing with uh, with the Dolphins yeah. now, it yeah. maybe you know maybe we don't think about rugby league uh, coaching, enough. Uh, coaching enough. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think you know into Wayne and then into Billy has just shown that maybe Brad's not up to the uh, NRL of this era. Who he, takes the mantle up then? Uh, I had a thought about this. It's almost perfect timing for Craig Bellamy to come back and be New South Wales uh, coach. <laughs> yeah, but Jason Rolls to be head coach in Melbourne. <laughs> back. New South Wales. Queen, yeah. I was like, oh, almost lose eight in a row. but he, he wants to go around next year, so it, it doesn't really work for him. Uh, who was there? Was someone they were suggesting? I saw it on the news. Uh, Anthony Griffin. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I was going to say Phil Gould. <laughs> Please, no. I, I, think it, I think it was a Phil Gould quote on, the, on who to pick next. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't remember who it was. It, was. it wasn't any, like, big name that you've probably heard of before. Um, so, yeah. It's a tough gig. Definitely a tough gig. Mm. Let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, how did New South Wales understand Origin better? What needs to be done in terms mm. of coaching, mm. in terms of selections? Uh, and have we got a chance of even going up there and, and forcing a game three? And if they do get get the win mm. up there in in game two in Suncorp, then 
you know, That's massive huge. momentum swing going back to Sydney. But uh, something in me, in my head, just says we had to win that first game. Yeah. Mm. I think especially going into Queensland game two, you really, really, really wanted to have stolen Both game one. Statistically and emotionally. Mm. I haven't had a chance to talk about Queensland, Scott. We're only talking about yours. <laughs> Go on then, uh, in, in 20 words or less. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, to keep it simple, I think largely the squad will be unchanged. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think the big one will be Tom Gilmett out injured. Um, Kafusi, he still miss three games? No, maybe you. I think Kafusi's the logical. Yeah. Oh, unless they want to get Horsborough in and play someone else on, on the edge. Yeah, so I... I you know, Horsburgh leading into this origin played two of his worst games. I thought he was in the squad, but he played those two games. Actually, he may have to – because Joy Arrow is likely to miss as well. Yeah, likely mm. to miss with the Sinsers Moses. So, you know, there's a chance for him to come in. And then I'll, I think it was him and Nanai probably as the two back in Nanai scored today. Like he's young fella, um, you know, has played origin, can probably slide back in. You know, Cowboys not having their best year, but hopefully they can – Nanai not the same breakout player that we saw last yeah, year. Too. To me, that's but he's still a young talent. So I, I think surrounding with talent. Yeah, I think logically that's probably the two blokes that come in. Yeah, and you know on that form versus um, uh, pick and stick, uh, how many debutants did the Queensland squad have? This one? Uh, Walsh, uh, Hammers played one. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just, it's Walsh. just Walsh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm r- running through quickly. Yeah, it's just Walsh and and he only missed it. Would have played three years ago but missed out because he pulled his hamstring in the captain's run. Mm. Um, so for all that, you know, they didn't pick and stick. They only had one debutant. So they had picked guys that had played for Queensland in the past. So. I, suppose, I suppose all of that kind of media beat up and story was around. Gago. Got Gago who, you know, mm. grows an extra set of testicles when he, when he <laughs> plays for Queensland. He's been one of the, the best Queensland backs. I, I think it's in, more he's nuded at New, Newcastle when he gets his testicles back. And, and, and Kalen Ponga who who was arguably the best player on the on the field in Origin 3 last year. So, mm. But, uh, of course, only played two games since coming back from concussions. Correct. And, so, mm. so that's probably where that chat goes to. but. Yeah, I think, look, potentially, you know, they'll, they'll probably play in this um, Origin Series at some point. Um, you know, there's plenty of injuries that go around and there's always potential spots that maybe you could fit in a, in a ponga, like in that back line or, you know, he played second row in his second game of Origin, so mm. he, he can play anywhere. Um, so uh, I, th- I think there's potential that they'll play. Um, um, Oates was back after being injured, so, you know, I don't think he's probably – going to break into that wing spot at the moment. And I didn't think Papalili was actually going to get picked with his usage in previous games by Billy Slater. I think um, they preferred uh, some of the other big men. I was actually surprised that Christian Welsh didn't get a run. So um, maybe Welsh will get a run at some point too in this. Uh, But Lindsay Collins, man for president, um, I don't think he's going to miss out (laughs) any time soon. The monster. Yeah, that's the Queensland side. I think uh, top to bottom they they did the job they needed to do and um, cemented their – you know, f- the reasons why they were picked. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm just looking at that team again and I'm sorry, on paper, on paper, New South Wales shouldn't be, sh- like, should not be losing. Like, that forward pack's great, don't Yeah, I'm, I'm not discrediting oh, these guys. <laughs> but. Did you, that back line, you realise, is has no one over 23 years old. Actually, Vow Homes. Vow Homes. But yeah. you're, outside of Vow Homes, in, in Walsh, Cobbo, Hammer and Talungi, yeah, that's an under-23s under um, fullback and and, it, and um, 
uh, outside backs. Like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens up at Suncorp in in mm. a few weeks' time. But mm. uh, yeah, maybe maybe uh, as a state, we need to look at each other and fucking <laughs> pick the correct team. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it will be interesting when the teams come out. Um, see if there are any sweeping changes or if they just stick with them. Or if it's just injury forced, as we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. It's been a tough week for Origin players. Um, yeah, tough up. weekend. Yeah, mm. for Origin players backing up in injuries. Which rolls us into round fourteen, and I am just conscious of the of the time, uh, so we might sort of breeze through it. Uh, we do have to spend a minute or two on that on that uh, Raiders Tigers game. Crazy game Friday night, two days after Origin. Um, Raiders looked like they were going to shit it in eighteen nil with twelve minutes to go. Uh, and then the classic fade was on, on the cards. Yeah, uh, Sinbini. <laughs> Sinbin, Tigers running three in about six minutes. Uh, well, yeah. Raiders didn't touch the ball. They they yeah. went back to yeah. back. Kick, kick off, back they go, kick off, back they go. Yeah. Uh, and then Luke Brooks nails the, the go-ahead field goal and came down to a – some people are saying controversial penalty. I think that was a penalty, taking out the legs. You hit the legs of the kicker. Yeah. Letter of Federal the law. Yep. Yeah, letter of the law. Uh, Raiders win that one. Jordan Rapiner with his 100th. Try uh, joining. We're going to talk about Alex Johnson in a second, but uh, joining an illustrious list of, of guys that have scored a hundred. Uh, in terms of the Raiders, uh, Jamal Fogarty hitting hitting the post twice with grubbers <laughs> and scoring off those. Uh, very Joey Johns esque. Uh, that was nice to see. Uh, and Johnny Bateman in a in a losing side. Uh, I think he put up eighty seven fantasy points. Not sure what that is in Supercoach. Be in the hundreds. Uh, pretty uh, unreal uh, effort there. Yeah. yeah, Tigers definitely got more talent than they have in the past. They're they're not too far away. And I think the stuff that Tim Sheens is getting stuck into them and what Benji and Farrow are doing there, like uh, I think they've got a decent future ahead of them. <coughs> it's be- it looks better than what the Dragons got at the moment. Yeah, we'll get to them in a second. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm about to crack another beer here, boys. Uh, Monks, these ones seem to be extra foamy tonight. Is there any reason yeah, you know you haven't chucked them in a fucking paint, no, paint, they've literally yeah, paint been, mixer? Paint yeah. mixer of <laughs> Simpsons foam? No, they've literally been sitting in the fridge for like. Two, three weeks. Might be a little bit of extra alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no. We're about to see what happens here. I'm not, not going to open it over mm. my laptop. <laughs> so if, if we finish on the Raiders, um, they've won seven from eight. Um, the big story during the week was the resting of Croker. So his 300th could be in mm. Canberra. Um, Ricky was pretty scathing of the Muppets in the media. <laughs> <laughs> Good word. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Love um, word. I, I think Croker... Croker is good, but I don't think he's making that huge a difference that he's guaranteeing wins against the Tigers games. So. Well, but goal kicking, like it didn't it didn't actually cost him in this good. one. But going back to all these games where the Raiders have, have won close mm-hmm. margin games, to, to he, s- he has definitely mattered. Like he fucking oath, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. he's added a bit of soul back into this team um, after maybe losing a little bit with mm-hmm. the news of Jack leaving, etc., and um, getting pumped by Penrith. They've been excellent since then. They've won mm-hmm. seven and eight. Um, you know, downing downing some of the the top eight sides in the, in the comp at the moment. So, how many feeble Canberrans will show up to this game? Oh, uh, all of them. They think they'll it'll sell out. Really, mm-hmm. sell out. Yep. Oh, but it's a bit colder. And Croaks three hundred, bro. I think they're, they're, they're aiming to sell out. We'll, we'll see if it does happen. Oh. As a lifelong Canberran, I'd be surprised if my fellow city people actually <laughs> sh- show up for, <laughs> for a big milestone like this. If it's if it's a little bit cold or you know, it's a long yeah. weekend, like we'll getting the we'll coast, etc. They're all much. That's a good point. Canberra and chap. Yeah, I'm going down the coast. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, into Saturday, uh, Warriors get the job done against the Finns. Uh, we spoke mm. about Hammer getting rested and Gilbert uh, doing his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King late out in that one. Sean Johnson been very, flying under the radar. But yeah, he's yeah. been very, very, very good this year. He had two tries. Uh, good stats in, in that one. Uh, and then we get into that South Clinic against the Titans without Luttrell. They had to come back in this one too. They were down by... 20 points, 18 points? Something along those lines. Yeah, uh, Alex Johnson, uh, Hattie, his 13th career hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to fourth all-time, so he's passed uh, Brett Morris and mm-hmm. should pass uh, Beaver Menzies in, in the coming month. Uh, he's only two tries ahead. The mm-hmm. question was uh, that we were chatting about in the groupie last night, does he go past Billy Slater this season? Billy has 190. Another 12. He's 12 behind. He has scored nine in the last five games. Mm. Uh, he start, by his standards, he started very slow. Well, yes, yeah, he did he start did. the season slow uh, and then he started to warm up, uh, averaging, what, 30, 30 and 25. <clears throat> so, and, you know, they're going to play finals footy, so I think he's going to shit it in. Um, mm. He'll be number two. Uh, and then it's, yeah, how far he can go from that. Three away mm. for the Hattie record as well, um, whether he can uh, catch the like of – Ken Oven and what was it, Frank? Burge. Frank Burge. <laughs> immortal. Yeah, the immortal. <laughs> he was, he, he was a forward as well, old Frank yes. Burge. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's for hat-tricks we're, talk, we're talking about. Hat-tricks, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think he does. I think it's I'm no, on the table saying he I does. think it's no question that he becomes the the most prolific try-scorer in, in history. Yeah. Does he go to number two this season? I still think that's a bit of a tall ask. but 12, he'll do it in the next two months, bro. <laughs> no, we, I did say they play the Dragons <laughs> twice. <laughs> that's two Hatties at six. That's, six that's half there, of them done. Yeah. That might be two sixes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's greatness. We're, we're witnessing greatness and it's interesting Can, can you to imagine see. he's going to be playing outside Jack White next year? Yeah, it's going, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse for everyone else. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and we have it, the, the numbers that we were looking at since Latrell has come in. Mm-hmm. So he's had – this is his fourth year with Latrell, is that Correct. right? 20, 21, 22. So he's mm-hmm. three and a half years with Latrell. Mm-hmm. He's got a ten and a half year career. Mm-hmm. He scored more tries with Latrell than pre-Latrell. And Latrell didn't play in this – Game obviously, so it's not all Latrell, but yeah. post Latrell era, yeah, he's ninety. What did I say, ninety five versus eighty three before, and it's crazy to think because we went back and Greg Inglis was the fullback before then, mm. so maybe Greg was stealing a few, and Latrell's a bit nicer getting them out the back end. Um, but I, I think it kind of coincides a bit as well with the rise of Co- that was the stats that I said, yep. the rise of Cody Walker as well, mm. um, kind yeah. of really taking ownership. In, he's got. 19 try assists or some shit like that yeah, already in the season. So free. he's playing. Mm. So and scored eight himself. Like he's um, playing really, really well. So, you know, that back line of South's uh, best of the cop. And it's only going to get better next year. Uh, 60, 83. Not, he's, Johnson scored 92 tries since the start of the 2020 season. Yeah, 95 if you include the three. It doesn't 95, have the, it doesn't yeah. have the, the, the last three night, so 95. Yeah. yeah. In the last, what was it, four seasons? Compared to the yeah, he's only scored as many tries as Rapana has in his whole career in the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is bananas. Yeah, two thirties back to back will do it for you. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's an, an elite, elite finisher. Uh, I'm not sure. Did you guys see the picture of he got a new shirt, the, the fall down merchant? Just you know, like he falls over line. Falls over line. <laughs> Yeah, which, which is always going to be an issue with Johnson. He's he's an elite finisher, but he maybe doesn't bring you the X factor of say Ado Car, etc. Mm. And it's a reason why he doesn't get a Guernsey in the New South Wales sides, unfortunately. And, and well, and mm. fair enough too. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's that's not going to fix our, our woes as <laughs> no, New South Wales fans. Speaking of, uh, <coughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cam Murray and Jai Arrow. Both went down in this one. Groin mm. for Cam Murray, ankle for Jai Arrow. Uh, Sharks Broncos, I... I did not watch this last night. I watched a movie on a Saturday night. The Northman, interesting uh, movie. Uh, Sharks go down 12 to 20 at Points Bet Stadium. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the Broncos boys backed up. Nico Hines backed up after that tough 10 minutes that he played. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Corey Oates back for, for the Broncos. Yep, scored a length of the field try. Did you catch uh, yeah. much of this? I did. Uh, Ricky had a length of the field try as well. Uh, Reese Walsh with another try assist. He is so good. Mm. Um, mm. He, he played elite, um, probably, you know, up there with the best fullback in the game at the moment with all the numbers he's putting up. Um, and uh, Nick Hines had a pretty good game, maybe not his best. Mm. Now, that, I think, was, could have been the difference in this Um uh, they just looked a little bit off uh, the Sharkies and Broncos did enough to get a win. Trooks mm. get a one-point win against the Dogs at Gosford. Mm-hmm. We've sort of already spoken about about Teddy and – Well, we didn't really talk about Edwards because I kind of ruled him out with like Latrell. But, you know, he's a, a ready-made clone essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, you know, plays in the Penrith back line. <laughs> so if you want more Penrith, uh, you can add that to your New South Wales. But – uh, yeah, if I've seen this stats, um, he's like 30%, 40% higher statistic. You know, his numbers are that much better yeah, than Teddy's at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's more a product of where Penrith are as well than where for the Roosters are. It's been very difficult for the Roosters. You know, there's been chats about Sawali's been playing terrible. Just send him off to rugby now. Um, I don't think he's the only one that's been struggling. I think Brendan Smith, the cheese, has kind of struggled to fit in mm. to that spine. You know, they've chopped and changed a bit with Walker going out now hurt and then um, mm-hmm. Joseph also going in and getting hurt. Mm. Um, I think they're just struggling for chemistry and consistency. Um, and they're just not winning games convincingly. Like yeah. you, you go out there and scrape by B's dick against the Canterbury Cam Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's been questions asked about Trent Robinson. Of like without all the elite talent, is he as good a coach as we think? Uh, Can he get these boys up when they're struggling? So Bugs won two premierships. <laughs> like. Sure. True, mm. true, but it is with the Roosters with all, all the Sambreros, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to win games when you've got the best players on the field at New South Wales. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I mentioned that point, you know, they're 25 points today. We'll finally get them over 200, um, you know, two, three rounds behind everyone else. Uh, do get the win over here. Teddy was mm. elite in this game. Really Ado Carr was elite in this game. Mm. You know, really uh, both had luckluster New South Wales games and they've really showed the difference here. So I feel it. Hopefully for New South Wales, getting into a bit of a bit of form leading into Origin 2. Cowboys yeah. put up a big score against the Storm, 45 to 20. Did I say that correctly? Yes. I think so yeah. it was, and it was even Stevens at the half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I didn't catch the end of this. The Cowboys no. must have run in a few. Yeah, so it was second half. Yeah, 14 all. Uh, Sammy got a hattie. Yeah, Velemi. Valamai. Is it Velemi or Valamai? First one, I think. Then uh, I don't know. I'm asking the one. I'm asking you. Yeah, you're asking me. pronunciation of Fijian names. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, ex-Canberra Raiders player, uh, he, he ran in a mm-hmm. few for the cows. Uh, look, we, we we spoke and we alluded to it earlier and we've yeah, been Val speak- got one. Talangi got two. Yeah. Um, then I got one as well. The cows been, for the most part, underwhelming for the whole season and then they go out and show what they can do. Uh, mm. Looks like the cows of last year. Uh, hard for, did anyone catch any of this? 
No, no. I, I, I oh, that was, just happened. Yeah, yeah. that just happened. I was listening to a little bit of it, but yeah, uh, weather. Some of those storm guys backing up. Um, we're a bit lackluster uh, for the Queenslander and maybe all the guys that played for Queensland for the Cowboys. You know, that was a G up they needed and yeah, it looks like they dominated possession uh, and just were better overall. Yeah, they dominated every stat in that. So they were up for it. Game we did definitely catch uh, the, the back end of. Uh, <laughs> just finished now. The, the Within 10 points, so you happy? Yeah, that's right. I did say I'd be happy if we only <laughs> lose this game by 10 points as a Dragons fan. Long-suffering. Um, Penrith win 26 to 18. Was that the final score? Yep. yep. 12 all leading into half. Dragons and Blues both lose this week by 26 points to 18 points. There we go. Mm. Um, so we haven't actually spoken. It's old news really, but we'll briefly touch on it. Yep. So uh, all year people have been speculating uh, when will Hook get hooked. <laughs> well, not just you. I thought it week one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways. Uh, he, he was pretty lucky because they went to uh, Magic Round, mm-hmm, lost. Mm-hmm. He was guaranteed to be sacked, uh, but they had to play Cowboys in Townsville, so they weren't going to sack him by text. So he got another week before oh, he came. I don't know. Before he came <laughs> home, I've heard of a few relationships going I've down been that sacked way. Sacked by ta- text a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. us texting off your phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a little blast from the past. <laughs> anyways, anyways, Hook does eventually um, succumb to, as a, as to, as to the pressure and and poor poor performances. Uh, yeah. The Dragons at that point hadn't won since Easter. Mm-hmm. And then this is science, isn't it? Yep. This is Sack a coach win a game. A squared <laughs> plus B squared equals C squared. Um, <laughs> other science shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, you sack the coach, you win against the Chooks. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what they did uh, since then. Uh, yeah. Have lost pretty valiantly to the Finns and the Panthers. That seems to be the Dragon season though. They lose valiantly. Well, look at all those results. <laughs> look, look at all those results. I know, I know. It's, it's, within, yeah. it's within like two tries. So. Don't know how to win. Don't have that. It's like we're talking about the Blues. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've just been <laughs> close but but no cigar th- throughout all those mm-hmm. games. And uh, and you look at some of the opposition, Dogs, Tigers, uh, you know, Roosters have struggled, Titans. It's, yeah. it's not like – Cowboys when they yeah. – So so now yeah. they go into this run where they – I think the next five weeks, including today, they play all top eight teams. Yeah. So, look, they haven't won a spoon since 1938. And uh, 2023 is looking more and more likely. Yeah. And so following on from that, the, the coaching search, um, they were very hot for Jason Riles <laughs> uh, to the point that the Roosters sacked him because, mm. you know, he was yep. meant to be there next year. I think he had, uh, he had a in, three-year contract. Yeah, the handshake with Nick Politis and said, you know, I'm going to see out my contract and, you know, this kind of pissed off the Roosters. So they said, see you later. Um, looked like the deal was done. Uh, they offered him a four-year deal. He wanted five. But I think the big thing was he wanted the Wayne Bennett treatment. Mm. He wanted to be able to, you know, make the decisions, make the recruitment decisions, pick the team he wanted, etc. And the Dragons weren't willing to do that. So he's said no, turned his back, uh, and then signed on to be assistant coach for, uh, for the Storm because he looked like he would take the Storm job if Craig was going to try this year. Uh, but he stayed on mm. for another year, so he looks like he's gone down there to do his apprenticeship and take over um, uh, from from Craig when he finishes up. Uh, may have to fight for Billy for that job in a couple of years' time, but that seems the, the path. So he's out of this. Um, and then same day, which was both Origin Day, which I think is perfect because uh, <laughs> they released this news. Uh, so St. George, the bank, major sponsor for, for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. For 40 years. Um, has pulled their sponsorship and their funding 
Um, and they made both these announcements on Origin. Um, they're probably happy New South Wales lost because everyone's forgotten about this. They're now talking about <laughs> New South Wales. Um, but, they, yeah, the Dragons kind of in a very, very shit place. Now looking at other coaches. Mm. We talked about Hornby and Young as, you know, guys that have been through the system, played there, et cetera. One um, all the All the – all the – you know, mail at the moment from um, Buzz Rothwell's secretary is Flanagan's the the favourite Shane Flanagan that is um, to step out of the commentary booth and to take the Dragons' job, whether he wants the Wayne Bennett treatment or not, um, uh, might be the caveat if if they say no to him. But he's more maybe a senior coach than Riles. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. It's been a bit a bit of a shit week for you Dragons fans, unfortunately. Well, it speaks volumes, doesn't it? When when <coughs> a bloke who has not coached a Single NRL yeah. game played for the club in the played, past. Played for the club, uh, yes, that's that's true. But o- does, offered, a, I think, three point two mil for four years. Offered good money. Lives in the area. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't want to take the job. Yeah, I'm going to mm. Melbourne instead. See ya. At the start of the year, I was like, "This is all hoopla." The last this guy said they'd get the, the spoons. Last four years. <laughs> I was like, the last four years, everyone said we'll, we, we'll be no good, uh, and it didn't eventuate. And and it's it's dire straits. Yeah, I, I yeah. think maybe what we were seeing was the writing on the wall. The last four years of kind of leading to this point, you know, they've have There's tried to they've tried a lot to recruit field sort of yeah the, shit the barbecue yeah. barbecue <laughs> uh, yeah their recruitment just really hasn't worked out. They didn't really recruit heavily this year. Yeah, um, you know the the young guys want to get out. You know, the whole that whole conversation, um, and then yeah, it's probably come to a head here, and it's all falling apart for the Dragons, unfortunately. And the big concern is they'll they'll lose their good players. Um, you know, mm. Ben Hunt, top of the list, yeah, followed by, you know, Jaden Sula and, and Greg Bird. You know, they're all the ones that have been Jack. in. Jack, sorry. What did I keep saying? Greg. <laughs> he, did, he did cocaine at the Titans. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> Jack Bird, um, you know, the, the, uh, all, you know, stuff happening in the media. You know, their managers maybe doing the ring around, seeing what's available. Ben Hunt to Canterbury. Mm. Um, Jack to, <laughs> to somewhere else in Sydney. Like, there's. Mm. Big, some big trouble, big trouble there. I've even some, some, seen some rumours that they should split them up and send them to Wollongong. You know, drop, drop the, <laughs> drop the merger tag. Now that you don't have St George Bank anymore, become the Wollongong Dragons or some shit like that. It's well, what do you guys feel like? Yeah, back to Steelers. Well, it's, no, I'm loving it here. Like, <laughs> it's a problem soaking with, in all these tears. But it's problem. It's a problem with merger clubs, isn't it? because <coughs> like, West, like, luckily the last month they are been, the worst managed club in, in football, and then followed by the Dragons. Very because it's two. It's two different pathways. It's a whole yeah. you know run by old heads that yeah, maybe and, shouldn't and be managed. Two, and two separate board. Like yeah. it's the same board, but it's 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 two different. Lots yeah. of blokes running into it, and yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's two different a lot camps of, essentially yeah. fighting over everything. And it's, it's mm. kind of eerily similar <coughs> in that both had reasonable early success into mm. uh, both mergers. You know, the the, the Tigers, I think, what oh five they won. One. So that was yep. what three years into or four years yeah. into being the West Tigers, uh, and then the Dragons had to wait till twenty ten. But the, that's still only ten odd years mm-hmm. uh, mm. after. No, it wasn't even ten. It's like single digit years into, yeah. Yeah. into being a merger club, and, and it's been a shit show since. Since for yeah. both, really. Yeah. So. Like they didn't create like dynasties to go on with it. It was just guys got poached everywhere, and they're both going mm. downhill very quickly. Yeah. Look, I don't have the answers. Fuck. I think about it every week, and I don't, I don't know. What to do. I don't know what to do. Like yeah. Shane Funning is not going to change much. No. Do you think it's a problem like with the organisation? It's a problem with the board. Actually, this did happen as well because you remember. Ben Hunt was the only bloke to show up to the corporate function at the end of the year. 
There's three, I think, but he's was, yeah. he, he was a, yeah. he was the main one, but no three one else showed up. Season and all. Uh, guess how many people showed up to Ben Hunt's three hundredth? Um, none of the board. None of the no one from corporate showed up. Yeah. So they, they were they were in Queensland though, and they were all had to fly out there to be there. True. That was, I don't but know. but still, yeah, yeah. you, you can't, it kind of shows it shows yeah. two camps. There's the, the player side of it, and then there's the board side of it, and they you know the. Neither's really put me in the in the effort to this relationship, and and really, <laughs> well, I assume the players are putting effort in, like, I, and I agree. I don't think the players have have the shits with the other players. I think they have the shits with the organisation. Yeah, I think yeah. some of the old boys definitely do as well. And you know, I think it's there, there's too many fractures there, and whether mm. um, or Jimmy, I think I think you said it one time was they blow it up and sack the board. Like, is, is that where then it won't happen? Yeah, oh, no, no, it's not going to happen. They're not going to sack themselves. Yeah. No. Nah. But, you know, yeah, I mean, private yeah. ownership. I think they need a wiggle to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> that was the news a couple of weeks ago. That the, West. the blue wiggle wanted to buy West. Anthony, he's, yeah. he's 60 these days. Yeah, if, if he sells the wiggles, he's going to have more than enough money. Right. On good money, <laughs> yeah. The league. That's it. I mean, I think this whole uh, Jason Ryle situation kind of just goes to how dysfunctional it is. Like you do have someone who can come in. Like mm. you've got this perfect opportunity to start fresh. Like whatever's – Whatever they're doing now isn't really working. Yeah. If he wants control of the player list and whatever, give it to him. If it doesn't work, then you can get rid of him. Yeah, you've got but him. Just the, the fact that they won't budge from their position mm. when they're in this position, when they're in the position where nothing's working, it's just, yeah, which is it just goes to show like they just don't know. Yeah, and well, that, that's there's a scared, massive disconnect. That's what scared Riles off. He's, he's going and he's like, these guys want to give me no concessions. This is going to yeah. be an absolute fucking shit show if I come here and I want to like, I want to recruit this guy. I think he's going to be good for us. Like, mm. Nah, he's too expensive. Yeah. Mm. It's like, well, how am I going to build a good squad yeah, if you're going to say free no? free round, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you look at a lot of other sports, you know, they have a good GM followed with a good head coach and that relationship's really, really the, the important factor. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it just seems like the <laughs> Dragons lack both. Yep. Um, you know, both the football department and, and on, the, on the playing pitch. Mm. Enough dragons. Mainly Newcastle. Parramatta had buys this week. Um, the NRL is trying to grow. Expansion chat. Uh, I think it's good we we talk about expansion chat in the NRL because it kind of leads into AFL expansion chat. Um, uh, you know, the, we've talked about there's a – well, we haven't talked about it, but there's a Vegas game. They're going to take a Broncos game to Vegas. Mm. Um, good luck selling that out. Um, well, I think I saw today Vlandis is says he's close to signing a five-year, ten-game Yep. Um, yeah, play two, with, play with, two with, with Vegas. Yeah, yeah, play two games a year. Two games in, a year. In Vegas. It's an empty stadium at this point in the year because you know. Um, yeah. Uh, March. Yeah, the Raiders aren't, aren't aren't playing there. Las Vegas Raiders aren't playing there. So, and then they don't train in the actual stadium. So it's it's free. It's open, ready for use. Um, so yeah, so taking some rugby league games is good there. But if they get ten thousand, I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> they might get ten. You can barely get ten thousand in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Selling that out. <laughs> yeah. No, wait until they take an Origin game to Vegas. That's that's they've done an Origin in America before. Yeah, yeah. it's a long time ago. Yeah. But the the big chat this week, and we've talked about it in the past, um, expansion chat. They want to turbocharge. They've seen how successful the Dolphins have been, and mm. the NRL coffers are full of money. Uh, so they're looking to add another team, you know, to get us back to even, even Stevens. Um, so where do they look at it? And you know that PNG mm. maybe with a bit mm. of basing in cans. We've talked about this. Um, mm. Might be the the next the next step for another team. I think the big thing here is that the Aussie government might be on board, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's not heaps out there. This is sort of only 
kind of resurfaced today. Today, yes, yes. But uh, the Sunday Telegraph and and Fox Sports were were definitely. It's a good story uh, to talk about. Yeah, okay. we're, we're definitely pretty convinced that the uh, Aussie government might be chipping in up to sort of 20 million bucks a year for, for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the talent pool is massive. Um, if you can have a PNG-based team. I, we spoke about it, oh, what, six months ago maybe? Yep. When, well, when we were talking about the potentially of another mm. Brisbane team uh, coming from the – um, yeah, uh, yeah, and it was like, yeah, well, where else would we pick a spot? You know, Perth probably gets thrown out there as a mm. pretty good spot. Um, second New Zealand, second team. New Zealand team, another, another Brisbane team, another Brisbane team. But PNG is then <laughs> that other option because um, if you think in rugby league mad, mad and only play rugby league, mm. PNG is that spot. Um, you know that they'd guarantee sellouts every um, every week um, that they play a home game. You know, probably have to pay you know, four dollars for a ticket. Um, <laughs> Uh, but they'll be be mad there. Um, but I think uh, what we said at the time was, was like, how do we get Australian players to want to say live and play in PNG? And mm. that's where the Cairns thing has comes into it. You, and and just off that, Sean, mm. you you wouldn't get that happening. I don't think you you wouldn't have many Aussie blokes go sign a contract and say I'm going to go live nine ten months. In Port Moresby, yeah, unless yeah. you're getting paid two mil a year, kind of thing, like yeah. you're paying, you're paid top of the league, maybe. I, yeah, but I, I don't really see it happening. But no. if you were to have mm. a, a Cairns a, base, Cairns base, you train and 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 you sort of you split fly it fly like, and fly out, fly yeah. well, <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah. And you play yeah. half your games there, and again, we're just talking about how how merger clubs haven't been that successful. But if if it's it's backed by government money, it might be a different story. Yeah, and yeah. I think. Uh, if the, the government's point in it is it's economic growth in the north of Queensland and mm. then into PNG mm. as like a very close neighbour that's not really uh, known for having a very good economy and well off, mm. um, you know, that's how that maybe they can help grow. Um, you know, sport is a, a great political tool to help grow those kind of areas mm. um, to help, help, you know, generate revenue, etc. You see mm. what taking an origin game or taking NRL games to rural areas, you can see that, Money mm. it pumps in tourism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, it is a great tool for government to be able to, uh, you know, get extra money into those areas and help develop areas. You know, you build a stadium and then you build all the infrastructure around the stadium. You have restaurants, you have all that other shit. Like, mm. you know, that that's the reason why they do these development um, actions. What do you got there, Jimmy? Brisbane Tigers. They've they've announced twenty five million bucks yeah. to to enter mm-hmm. uh, fifth Queensland club. And won't be a, the Tigers though, but no. <laughs> What could it be? <coughs> I don't know. Unless they buy Wests, <laughs> move into Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's that's not that's not, <laughs> not, not out of the realm of possibility. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you want to move a team out of Sydney, um, yeah, the West Tigers be the conversation. Ready made market up there and up there in Brisbane. Um, mm. And then Perth, Adelaide, and second New Zealand team. Yeah, yeah. We've definitely up. talked about it. So good. Can't be seventeen teams for too long. And twenty twenty six is what they're talking about. It'll be very very interesting. Three hundred seventy-five million bucks for the next TV rights deal. So that money will talk. So I'd oh, imagine uh, it will happen, whether or not it's it's a, a PNG mm. team or or one of those uh, in in the AFL territories or a second Brisbane or a second New Zealand team, mm. second Brisbane, fifth Queensland team or a, or a second New Zealand team. Uh, time will mm. tell. Yeah, I think both leagues have seen the benefit of expansion, the growth of the game, the TV rights, the money it brings in. My concern is I think they'll both try to grow really, really quickly, mm. maybe even expand further than that, and they might have to consolidate. Uh, that, that's where I, 
they might grow too quickly. Yeah. And then like some of those teams, let's talk, I'm just going to use Wests and uh, St. George as an example. Uh, then, you know, it's like, oh, well, they're not really getting the, the membership. They're not getting that. We've got too much saturation in one area. You know, that's when they consolidate those teams, kind of like what they did post-Super League and created those two merger mm. clubs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some more of that consolidation happens. But we'll see. Yeah. The league can continue to grow and continue to make money. They yeah. won't care and will continue to grow and continue to try <laughs> make money. That's it. I don't think they'll expand too quickly. Like, I mean, the timeframes they're talking about here as well. Like, they it's three already, years, bro. Yeah, three years isn't – you got a couple of seasons on your belt. I think – Dude, COVID probably, was three years ago. It was still <laughs> – Time yeah. flies, man. Time flies. True, true. We're but not I talking think, the next decade. We're doing three years. Yeah. Three years isn't that bad. Uh, you're I think three-year-old by the end, so it's all right. We'll cross over the AFL, but I think, like, experiment with the Suns and GWS, they've sort of shown that you can't rush into it. Like, you do need to build mm. those franchises mm-hmm. up. So I think mm-hmm. probably more on the NF- AFL side, they're probably a little bit more cautious about expansion teams. But yeah, Maybe yeah. that was because they went off too early. Yeah. That conversation, that maybe they tried to push into those areas where they hadn't established the game where it is today, if they mm. tried to do that now, I think they'd be in a better spot. Yeah. But, but with the NRL, <laughs> we're talking about expanding into areas that do already have the market. So Yeah, true, yeah. true. So switch to the AFL, um, round good, 12. It's a good segue. Yeah, it's a good segue. We've got the, we got the Oh, yeah, hit, hit me the siren. Hit me the siren. <laughs> You're saying? Yeah, round into 12. Into the AFL. Uh, Lions, Swans, <laughs> Dockers and Saints had buys. Big story uh, during, well, I think it was a week, week and a half ago, um, but it's, it's ongoing. Um, but there's real question marks being asked about this Tasmanian team and will it fall through? Uh, mainly because of the protesting of the new stadium and its funding. Of course, a lot of it's got to be you know, federal government and the local government um, supported, of course, with the AFL, taxpayers' money, the the a lot of the locals there that probably aren't AFL fans pushing heavily that, hey, all that money should be better spent elsewhere. Think education, think health, um, you know, th- think in the, the local area versus building as a nice big shiny stadium for an AFL team that maybe half the state doesn't want. Um, so there's some big concerns being there. And I used uh, an example um, currently at the moment in the, I think it's NHL, uh, Arizona Car- um, Coyotes, uh, plan to build a $2.1 billion entertainment in, in a district. So not just the stadium but redevelop the whole area, which is very similar to what they want to do for the Tasmanian team is build the stadium and build all the infrastructure around it, create a whole big, big you know, venue to the support the AFL, um, was actually voted down and rejected uh, in that state uh, to the point where the, now the owners of uh, the Coyotes are thinking of moving. They're like, yeah, we're going to leave Arizona, go somewhere else and that's going to give us that money. So – I'm saying there's, you know, there's a precedent that people don't want new stadiums and things, mm. you know, over the globe because there is cost of living concerns. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of concerns elsewhere that maybe this money, yeah. you know, $200 plus million of local government funding should be going into those other things that I mentioned before. But I think no ta- no new stadium, no team. I think make, that's what the AFL said. It doesn't make sense yeah. to me either. Like all these people that are coming out and <coughs> saying that they, they're against it because of economic concerns – wouldn't a stadium and a team, you know, all the restaurants and pubs true, true. and paying for parking and I agree all with that, you. like, stimulate yeah. the economy? But do you think, you know, $200 million hospital maybe more useful? It's a good joke that it's been money on health. <laughs> 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 I don't know. You got to, I, um, I mean, again, this is like 
we barely know what we're talking about when it comes to sport, let, let alone yeah, like economics and, and politics and the rest true. of it. Yeah, uh, it would be, there would be cost to it. But then also like you could spend all this money on infrastructure, but – and it's the same problem with what Canberra's had in the last few years. Like mm -hmm. how can you support funding a new stadium when you can barely fill the stadium that you've got now? Is, like, I don't know if that's a like-for-like like comparison because they are thirsty for AFL footy. Yeah. yeah. True. And, True. and they're – the novel nature of it all, but you're right. If if you if you build a twenty or twenty five thousand seat stadium, and the population yep. of Hobart is 200,000, in the greater area, yeah. mm. you want to you need to have one in ten people in yeah. there every yeah. night to, to to make it worthwhile. So mm. so I get that, and I get why some people are against it and concerned. But for, for me, it's I don't know. It seems it seems a little dumb. Like I mm. I would think any money coming in, especially if the federal Government's going to chip in money yeah, to, exactly. to stand it up. It's like they, they can see the, the like you said, the economic uh, benefit to not just the stadium but the whole area as well of developing it. That's just that's just the way I, I would think. Yeah. Like in an ideal world, yes, you have you know all the money going into hospitals yeah. and mm. social housing and all the rest of it. Yeah. But in the world that we live in, uh, the real world. You know, support. You know, building up a, a Tasmanian team would stimulate all this local business. Yeah, and maybe, for me, it's it seems like a no brainer. Yeah, maybe all those Tasmanians don't want the gentrification over there, <laughs> and then you know, all all the uh, Melbourne hipster movement. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I I feel like I'm worried that this will have will go to a vote, and then we'll see what happens. And if it gets voted down, I think they have for. Uh, they pulled the pin. I, it was like, I think that was a caveat. If there's no new stadium, they, they don't want to put the team there. Have you ever looked at how much if, – if it was your individual taxpayer money, mm -hmm. if you every dollar that you put in was was how much had to go into to funding mm -hmm. this stadium, it's like it's like four grand out of everyone's pocket. Yeah. And obviously that's that's not how exactly it works because mm. – It's over years and things are spread out. And the out federal like government chips in and, and yada, yada, yada. But <coughs> if you don't give a fuck about AFL football – and you're like, oh, okay, I've got this money. Where do yep. I want it to go? If yep. you look at it like that, I get why people have yeah. Issues. Well, and like, well, I didn't get to vote on this issue. I didn't vote. Yep. When, you know, you into you know is in a position of leadership for me to then make a decision on the stadium I don't want. So, yep. mm. yeah, I think it'll be an interesting. I'm not sure when the Tasmanian election is, um, uh, but it might be an interesting. Could Jackie Lambie run for yeah, Jackie Lambie could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah, you see some of the interesting. Uh, you know, uh, stuff that's happening in the US at the moment with Biden versus Trump. Um, I did see Biden fall, fall over. Fall over, yes. Uh, <laughs> Sandbag got him. Um, <laughs> poor, poor old fucker. <laughs> they really should stop wheeling him out. Just let him sit in the White House and <laughs> let him see out his If turn. he was a horse, then you'd take him out the back. <laughs> shoot him. Yo, oh, God. Put the elbow down. Put him in the home. Yeah, he needs to be there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we got to Biden from, from Aussie yeah. Rules footy. But, uh, Politics. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. it can it can it does play its hand in sports. Um, we will see. We will see. Mm. The other sort of big, big, big story. We won't touch too much on it. Uh, again, we don't want to get ourselves in more trouble. Well, uh, it's not something that we can really comment on too much either. Yeah, well, that's right. We don't really know the facts. But uh, Alistair Clarkson stepped down from uh, the North Melbourne coaching yeah. job. Damien Hardwick has stepped down uh, so, uh, from uh, Richmond. Uh, obviously, the the main sort of precedent is the um, the whole investigation going on at Hawthorne <laughs> and systemic racism. Yeah, I think Clarkson – A la Collingwood uh, of yeah, a few years ago. I think Clarkson kind of used the word – you know, I'm, I'm very quickly summarising that uh, he was over in the witch hunt essentially for himself 
Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gets it down. Um, you know, that had worn meant him mentally down and he, he couldn't continue as a head coach, so he was stepping down. And I think hard work uh, on his side, he was just burnt out. I think yeah. he, mm. he'd done everything he needed to do. The Maybe stayed around longer than he, he thought, um, trying to push this Tigers team. But the dynasty's moved on. They're kind of in rebuild mode and he's um, kind of, I think, wanted to take a step back, spend some time more with his family. Because um, was it he, he one of the coaches that the, his marriage fell apart last year? Uh, it's, yeah, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah, not, not long ago. Not long ago. So, um uh, so yeah, you know, he's going to take a break. Um, either go to Ibiza or, or or go meditating. I think were the options his players meditating in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Good luck with that. Uh, so yeah, again, going to show the the stresses of being a head coach of a professional football team is it's it's very difficult. Mm. So um, they were the big news news items. Um, Big news item of that Hawthorne investigation. Uh, I think generally it's just from both sides and from what Hawthorne have been looking into. Again, summary's kind of been a bit of a shit show. Um, I think no one has been really happy with it. Some calls for the league to step in and um, you know penalise uh, Hawthorne for for their involvement in in it, and you know maybe doing a shit investigation. Who knows? Um, mm. I think there's a lot more going to come out of that in the coming months to weeks. Let's run into the actual footy that occurred over the weekend. The uh, the Demons get the job done against the Blues in a low-scoring affair Friday night. Uh, this was a pretty ordinary game of footy. I, I watched all of this mm-hmm. uh, being being a bit of a Carlton tragic. Um, Melbourne didn't look that, gr- that great, uh, admittedly. <coughs> um, and, and from the Carlton sort of side of things, mm. uh, it seems like the same old story. Can't uh, get straight. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose Charlie Kernow was a was a little bit quiet. Uh, Harry Mackay, uh, he booted three. Probably could have kicked five or six. He he still opted to go the the left foot around the corner uh, a few times where you'd think a drop punt would have would have been the way to go. But the bloke can can clunk a mark. I, I don't know. I, I, where, where do you think Blues are? Do you think they've recovered from missing out on the eight last year? And do you think they'll make the eight this year? No, I don't think – like the way they, – they need to win the next three games. They, they don't have the best opponents coming up. I think it's I think it's Bombers, Suns. Nah. It's definitely Essendon next week. I think it's yeah, – Suns and Hawks. Okay. Oh, Hawks. I got the buy, sorry. Island. Tough game, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, Tim Sheen's shout out. Um, no, I don't think they'll make the eight and mm. it pains me to say it. Yeah. But mm. but I think they've lost six from the last seven. Uh, they just again much. It must be a blues thing. The much like the New South Wales Blues, uh, it's like they they just don't know how to win these games. <laughs> Look, they weren't expected to go out there and beat Melbourne. The, no, um, mm. you know the, the premiers from t- from from a couple of years ago. But are they expected to beat anyone at this point? They they, say, they kind of seem to be. Lost and struggling. When they play Hawthorne in a few weeks, they should be <laughs> yeah, expected okay. to beat Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. Cabin, cabin. <laughs> uh, do you think Vossi will hang on? Yeah, I, it's too early. I don't think anything came about the whole Teague saga, and mm-hmm. and I think it's too early to be throwing that at Michael Voss. Yeah, this is this is not the NBA. You know, don't sack you. <laughs> Coach, if you make the final, well, they make it one win out of it. <laughs> true, true. To <laughs> <laughs> do it before Hawthorne, guaranteed. Mm. That's it. They're uh, sitting at ninth and need one game to get us into eighth. 
Sack the coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the end of the weekend, Carlton are sitting 14th. So you, you look at the top eight, Collingwood will obviously be there. Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane Lions all going to be there. Mm-hmm. St Kilda probably going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to open up a little yeah. bit here. Bombers, Bulldogs, Cats. Cats will be there. I think everyone at the start of the year probably expected the Cats to be there. Uh, they started so slow and they're playing yeah, catch-up. Yeah. The Bombers yeah. and Dogs. And then you still got a bunch of good footy teams ahead of them in, in Frio, in Adelaide. in Crumb. Yeah, Gold Coast, Swans, like yeah. I think it's too 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 tall an ask now. Mm-hmm. That said, mm. if they can string mm. three three in a row, uh, yeah, maybe it's a different story in a month's time. But no, I think the damage has already been done. You want to run mm. through Port Hawk very quickly, and yes. then probably run through Pies Eagles very quickly as well. Well, Port and uh, and Hawthorne's worth mentioning uh, because at the half it looked like some records might be. Might be uh, getting set uh, in this one. They scored 105 points. I think it's like the second or third time uh, in in the AFL history that a team scored 100 plus points in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like it was going to get really, really yucky. And then, and then Hawthorne, to their credit, actually uh, turned the turned the corner a little bit. They outscored Port in the in the second half. Uh, Luke Bruce, uh, the most notable of all the Hawks players, uh, booted in his 500th goal. Um, some some pretty Interesting names there that that he might catch, mm-hmm. um, you know, come end of the year. Um, John Longmire, uh, Stevie Johnson, Brent Harvey, Miguel mm-hmm. Loughlin, uh, to name a few. And uh, and on the port side of things, uh, it was it was Rosie, it was Butters uh, getting a bunch of the bunch of the footy, and uh, Finlayson and Todd Marshall booting five each. Uh, we've spoken the last few. Eps about uh, Je- Jeremy Finlayson and, and the, the miso uh, fighting breast cancer. She mm-hmm. announced during the week that she's officially cancer-free. So mm. hopefully, um, you know, on, on the right track there and uh, and he can just focus on, on footy. That said, he, he's having a great year. So being able to, to you know, channel a bit of that fire um, and play good footy. But uh, Port looked very, very good and uh, they sit second on the ladder for, for um, a good reason. Yeah, definitely. Helps get a number one pick from, <laughs> from Melbourne. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, he was pretty good as well, old, uh, old Horn Francis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Magpies go and get a get a pretty convincing win oh, over the, over there uh, at Optus Stadium. That's ten losses on the trot mm-hmm. for the West Coast Eagles. That's the worst run in their club history. Probably the big talking point out of this uh, was the, the pump. The Jordan Dugowie, uh shot on Elijah Hewitt. He's facing three to four weeks. I think he, at a minimum, will get will get two of those. Yeah, um, yeah, did you guys see this and, and your thoughts, please? Yeah. Leaves the ground high, hits him in the head. Um, uh, case closed, essentially. Uh, I think he'd probably get three weeks. Um, uh, I saw, again, back to the dinosaurs, saying, you know, sit him down for a couple of months. In the AFL, that's probably a bit much. Month, month, months is, <laughs> is a bit steep, but yeah, I think it, yeah. It, was, it was high, it was late, it was careless. Yeah. Uh, I think minimum three weeks and then see if they want to push that at all. I think I think that's fair. He's um, he sort of struggled, hasn't he, Jordan Dugowie, to find. You know, obviously, no one's going to question his talent. Yeah, he's been a little up and down this year, but I I think Collingwood have fine carried him because they're just doing great. As it is, so. I don't think they'll miss him too much. No. Yeah, I I think they're kind of like we'll just mm. we'll just you know he'll go away, he'll come back. Uh, then they run into the finals. We try to you know get him going, and then come finals time, they want his best. Mm. Uh, that's when they want him, you know, playing, playing 
at the at top top rank um, is leading into the finals footy. Season footy, it doesn't matter if we're top of the table, we'll probably finish in the top four, guaranteed at this point. So um, let's start angling for making a really good run to win the comp. Mm. It was yeah, a bad one. It was high. It, it didn't look any good, any better in slow motion, did it? No. I feel a bit for Jordan because he's he's an excellent footy player. There's not many blokes that you can play him, you know, as as you're starting ruck rover or starting full forward, and they're gonna, you know, put in and and make a difference on the game. But yeah, this, this is starting to creep into his game a little bit too much, perhaps. Maybe a little frustration on his part, you know the. Everyone's been mm. after him for the better part of two or three years. So it's also a split second to see, like, not to take it away, you know, because Elijah Hewitt is, is concussed and, and he probably misses, you yep. know, the the next few weeks and, and doesn't deserve to. Yeah, but I think you look at it; he's made the decision to bump him. Like that was it was that was always going to be there. I think he, you know, mm. the the issue is he leaves his feet and hits him high. Yeah, and the and the climate at the moment with <coughs> with you know all the all head the knocks, concussions, head knocks, ex players. Um, the, the, where does the bump even stand in AFL football? Agree. Yeah, there's some talk about taking it out, mm-hmm. eliminating the bump together. Um, wish the dinosaurs again. Not happy about it, but, you know. Outside of that, uh, Hoskin Elliott and Nash Johnson pick up some lower limb injuries. Uh, Nick Dacos. Yeah, get us some odds. Yeah. I think he was a dollar ten a month ago, wasn't he? Uh, he, I don't think he's a dollar ten. He, he might need to be a dollar ten at the moment. Only something like that might rub him out from winning the uh, the Brownlow Medal. Uh, he had thirty posies, three goals uh, from the Good midfield in this one. Two uh, gold. It's 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 short. How but, short is it? But it's it's no gimme. How short is it? No. Jimmy? Yeah. So his favourite two dollars seventy five. Second behind him, Christian Petrarca at six dollars, and Zach Butters six fifty. Rang out the top three there. Decent gap. Uh, it's his medal. I think he's won it. Barring what you said before, where he, uh, suspension. Yeah. You know, misses a month for whatever reason, and the others mm. manage to catch up. But well, if he plays another month, well, it might not matter. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> might have sewed up. Well. The the thing for me no. is he, he plays every week and then misses one through suspension. I, I for me that's the only way that Dacos mm-hmm. is not the Brownlow medalist this year. Mm-hmm. What else happened? We had the doggies uh, losing to the cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, cats break a three game losing streak, uh, having lost f- haven't lost four in a row. Um, mm-hmm. Did start off slow, won a couple, and then uh, you know gone back off the rails a little bit. Um, Cameron gets two, Hawkins gets two, and Rohan gets two as well. Right as a road is That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not much uh. else to report. Uh, Suns get the win last night yeah. against Crows. Noah Anderson, Jack Lukosh is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. We we saw the end of that that Bombers Kangaroos game. Uh, yep. Sort of heartening out footy, but the Bombers get the win there. Who well, so, same with the Giants Tigers. Uh, it went right. Oh, I didn't right see down. the end of this. Yeah, it's, I think it was Pickett kicked it. No, right. yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Tigers won 110 to 104. Yeah. I haven't got much else. Bring, bring out the stats there, Monks. Is this their first game since Hardwick retired or is it second? It must be second. I feel like it's second. second. Monks here oh, just bringing up some stats for us. Jack Rewalt boots five. Toby Green, Toby Green three. And what about ball winners? Tim Torino has been been a good little pickup. Tommy Green. Tommy Green. Green. Fuck. <laughs> you want to talk about anyone? Tom Green. Yeah. Camera boy. Fuck. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, put, putting in week in, week out. 
Uh, big win there for the Tigs. Uh, ladder, if you wouldn't mind, Mugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Well, you ran through it before. You read it out to us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Empires one. Look at that two. fastest man in the in the game. <coughs> so Collingwood so eleven misses. and one, uh, and then down to Port uh, ten and two. So forty four and forty. Then there's a little drop down to Melbourne Brisbane on thirty two. Mm-hmm. St Kilda Essendon Western Bulldogs twenty eight. This is where it becomes interesting. So logjam yeah. Geelong yep. Adelaide Frio Gold Coast twenty four apiece. Sydney Swans twenty. Richmond eighteen. Carlton eighteen. GWS sixteen. And then for mine, lines through, uh, finals football at least, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, West Coast, 12 8 4. So. John's very close to that as well. Just, they've, yeah. they've got a chance. They've got to win. Yeah, Giants teetering. They've, they've, they haven't been belted that many times, uh, no. GWS. Like this game, they, they lose by a goal, so. But for mine, that, yeah, I agree with you. That's that's probably the bottom four is uh, is forget about it. Uh, mm. But yeah, for for those big sort of Melbourne clubs in Carlton mm. and Richmond, uh, it, for mine, there's there's a little bit too much uh, going on in front of them. Yeah, and then say it's like the Swans, they've got a bit of a buddy issue at the moment, um, where they uh, he's starting to. to Break down a little bit, the old fella. He's a hundred, like he's he's <laughs> hundred so, years old. <laughs> he's so much slower than he was this time last year. Yeah. And and I love the Budweiser, but yeah, maybe a couple of niggles, and, yeah. and he's just yeah, just not where he was uh, last year. And they they're struggling mm. a little bit um, post uh, playing in a final game. Agreed. Cricket uh, time. Yeah, let's roll us into some cricket. It, it is. Yeah. It's an IPL. So the IPL concluded during the week. A uh, little bit of uh, a letdown in terms of the final uh, there at Ahmedabad with that huge stadium. But uh, rain affected both nights. Uh, mm-hmm. So the first night getting cancelled mm-hmm. completely. Second night going down to a uh, Duckworth-Lewis decision. Yeah. But they, they still had to score 10 off the last two balls. So it was still a bit of a... Um, Interesting finish, yeah, and they did get the six and the four to win this match. Um, so this game we're talking about, and yeah, you, Super Kings. You mentioned it pre-show. How old is MS Dhoni, and does he have another year in him? Yeah, well, that that's been the big question. Um, of course, getting uh, the win here. Um, see if I can beat Jimmy to get MS Dhoni's age. Because so I think it, well, he's largely retired from everything, uh, but playing in the T Twenty uh, and the IPL tournament. He is 41. 41. You know, it's an IPL tournament. Maybe he can go around a couple of times more. He turns 42 mm. next month. <laughs> yeah, so going into 42. Um, he only has to play, what, yeah. 14 games? Yeah. A couple of finals? I think he'll go again. Yeah. yeah I, I think kind of as the face as well. He gets paid really good money. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You'd be that specialist. Yeah. I... I I don't think there was enough talk about retirement leading up to it, so which makes me think maybe not. No, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll come out and make a bigger thing about it, retiring, you know, from cricket because this is his last cricket, you know, from mm. retiring for cricket for good. Mm. Maybe move into one of their commentary boxes, etc. Oh, yeah, he'll have a job. Yeah, anywhere he wants, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably uh, potential, but I'm going to go with he goes again. But it was a good good win there for CSK, of course, under Duckworth Lewis. Um, no one knows how it works, but <laughs> it's math, science. Quick math. Quick maths. Talk, talk about some big performances. 
Yeah, so uh, it's been a month since our last pod. <coughs> so uh, Shubman Gill uh, has has really turned it on since then. Uh, he did actually finish the season as the as a top run scorer, eight hundred and ninety runs, uh, averaging a tick under sixty. Will he open in this WTC in the Test Championship game? It's a great question. Obviously. You know, we've spoken about it before on the show, white ball form does not equal red ball form. Yeah. Yeah, there's but been a lot of talk about him being the heir apparent to take over from Coley. And the bloke is an excellent cricketer. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Especially <laughs> with the white ball. Mm. Uh, so else there, Faf was second, uh, 70, uh, 730. So look at the gap there, 160, <coughs> 160 runs. Yeah. Obviously, Gil had, had a couple more. He played every with, game. some finals games as well. Yeah. Uh, um, Devin Conway, uh you know, from last year sort of being mm. uh, in the squad kind of guy in the IPL to being the Super Kings' best stick. Best, yep. Uh, so, so sort of a breakout tournament for him in, in that respect. And return to the king. Coley at four. He got back to back hundreds, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, like yeah, he was very, very good in, the, in this this IPL. He also sucks and Steve Smith's better. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can clip that. We'll, we'll find out on Wednesday. When <laughs> who, else, uh, who else was in the top ten? No, I want to talk about uh, Yashasvi. Yashav, I hope mm-hmm. I said that right. Jasper. Uh, the bloke is 21 years of age. Yeah. He finished fifth in the IPL uh, overall with 625 runs. Uh, he scored... 98 um, of 47 balls, which was um, the the half century came off 13. I think there was an uh, that's an, mad. <laughs> yeah, I think it was one ball behind the IPL record. Jesus, no equal equal. There you go. No quickest quickest. Sorry, uh, <laughs> we've got it right there. Yeah, the quickest so, and there you go. So <laughs> Pete Cum- Cummins, Jesus. So I'm thinking Yuvraj Singh scored one off 12 balls. So he he beat. The IPL record, which was mm. which was Cummins, Cummins and KL Rahul of fourteen balls, uh, and and in brilliant news for us Aussie fans, uh, he's twenty one years of age mm. and he's probably going to be an Indian staple for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, who rounds out the 10 there, Jimmy? Uh, Yadif at six. Yeah, so Sky's worth mentioning. Uh, he, he scored some some crazy scores uh, at the end of the tournament there for the Mumbai Indians. Mm. Um, and then into into Gaikwad, uh, 590 mm. um, at a at a at a average of 42 and striking at 147. Uh, and then the first of the Aussies in David Warner, 516 runs uh, at about 37, Thanks. striking at 131. So a lot have been spoken about his – He upped it a little bit. But yeah, well, he's striking mm. – he was striking at like 110, <laughs> yeah, so he gets yeah. it up to 130-odd. We'll talk about him in just a second. Uh, into Rinku Singh and Ishan Kishan roll out the top oh, 10. Cameron. Yeah, Cam Green. He had a, he had a good tournament. Uh, bowlers, if you wouldn't mind there, uh, Monks. Uh, so that's the orange cap uh, goes to Shubman Gill uh, and the purple cap for bowlers, Mohammed Shami. Is that a back-to-back for him? I feel Ooh. like he got it last year. Your memory might be better than mine. Mm-hmm. Mohit Sharma, Rashid Khan. Look at that. Top, oh. top three times. Yeah. <laughs> that's nuts, actually. Uh, but they didn't win it. Mm. Went close, but didn't win they just bowl rain out of here. <laughs> yes. Uh, 28 wickets there for Sharma, 27 for Sharma, and then 27 for Khan. Oh, How far do you have to go down to to get a foreign bowler? Because that – Rashad Khan. Oh, sorry. Well, well, you did my mistake. <laughs> I do that all the time. Uh, it's but, because uh, he's also playing at Gujarat. Yes. 
Uh, but I get your point. Besides that, uh, Nora Ahmad. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's yeah. Indian. Yeah, I think Jason Barinoff. Yeah, Barinoff there, seventeen, took fourteen. Moral of the story is a lot of Indians did well with the ball. Yes, mm-hmm. and also with the bat, which is you know, oh well, it's IPL, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know that I, that probably leads us into some of that World Test Championship uh, conversation. Uh, the Aussies, Maxi got a 68 uh, against the Mumbai Indians. Berendorf, as we mentioned before, got three for 36 against Mumbai Can we Indians. Just talk briefly on Berendorf. Uh, a lot yes. of people didn't have him making an IPL team, mm-hmm. and then he actually finished as the, the best Aussie bowler mm-hmm. uh, throughout the series for the Mumbai Indians. Uh, yep. Had 14 poles. Um, he, he, he was a little expensive in, in going at about nine and over, but uh, his his career is not over. You know, a lot of people um, sort of saw him in his mid twenties as, yeah. as being the next big thing in mm-hmm. in white ball uh, bowling. You know, left arm quick, mm-hmm. um, and and has definitely had a horror run with injuries, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely still there or thereabouts uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, Aussie white ball cricketers. And then the Bison didn't do much with the bat, but he got three for eighteen for. Um, DC, so. But I think that's important because the Bison, uh, you know, the last few years we've seen what he can do with with the stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hadn't in, been bowling as much. He bowled a fair bit in this. And, and bowled well. And yeah. bowled well. So so for, for Aussie pundits and, and us moving forward, uh, it's good to see Mitch Marsh doing well with the ball. Yeah. I think he's uh, at this stage very much the Cameron Green cover. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's maybe the role he'll play, but – as long as Green's healthy, um, he'll lock down that top spot in the, especially in the red format. Um, and yeah, they'll compete for a spot in the white ball format. That's the IPL. Yeah. Let's roll into the World Test Championship and the Ashes, uh, mm-hmm. boys. The World Test Championship starts on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking <laughs> go! Massive. Uh, so two years of Test cricket culminates uh, this weekend uh, with the Aussies taking on the I mean, Indians on neutral Jimmy, territory. Jimmy, see if you can find some sides for us. I don't think Squad, squads have been squads, named, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So squads there: Australia, Cummins, Captain Steve Smith, so Hazelwood, Boland, Carey, Green, Harris, Hazelwood out injury. Yep. Head, Inglis, Kawaja, Labuschagne, Lyon, Murphy, Nisa, Stark, Warner. Yeah, so Hazelwood out for Achilles, Nisa in. I think I've been saying in the chat that Boland will get a run. You think? Uh, yeah, you think I, so? Yeah, I think, and especially in this uh, in this Test Championship, because um, I think it goes back to what we were discussing a month ago, is maybe they give Boland a run in this one to see what he can do on England conditions. Mm-hmm. Maybe lead in the Ashes, a bit of a trial match for him. Because uh, otherwise, you know, Stark and Cummins are locked down the spot, and who's going to be that third? Mm. Um, so maybe even. Uh, Starkey maybe gets a rest in this and then you've got Nessa in there. Maybe they have a, a bit of a bowl off Nessa and Boland, mm. who, who's going to be going in the Ashes. Mm. Be interesting to see what they name as that squad going into into this. I don't um, think you'd use it as a trial game. I know. I'm, 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 well, what's more important to you, Ashes or, or winning this? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a, you got a little, bit of, <laughs> little bit of both. You want to win this but also you want to be ready for the Ashes. Yeah, <coughs> I think whoever you think your best three quicks are, that's who you pick. Mm. Yep. Uh, so other news there that Rahul was out, Ishan Kishan is in as his replacement. Would you like me, <laughs> Would you like me to do the Indian name? Um, yeah, if you want, you run through. 
In, not as bad as Sri Lanka or something, yeah. you know, a little, Jama, little, little bit longer. Yeah. Jadeja, Kishan. Koli, Koli Patel, Patel, Pujara, Rahane, Shami, Siraj, The Lord, Lord. Uh, Jadev, Unadkat and Umeshada. Uh So not mm. a huge change f- uh, for both teams outside a few spinners um, for the Australians and, of course, Footbrush um, from what was in the Indian series. Mm. Mm. Neutral ground, be interesting. Uh, the Aussies have been doing pretty well in county cricket. Um, mm. Dave Smith and Lavashane have been playing over there for the better part of the last month. Good. Preparing, mm. so yeah, they're looking no, good. definitely. Uh, for the Pommies, Jeffrey Archer left IPL with the – Joffre. Joffre, sorry. Jeffrey, fuck me. Uh, Archer left uh, with elbow fractures from the IPL, didn't finish uh, the season. Uh, so he's been ruled out. Uh, Paul Bugger with uh, ongoing uh, niggling injuries. Uh, Besto is – Looking good, though, for the Pommies and should play. Um, and then the big news this week, well, I think it was today actually, um, David Warner announcing his intentions maybe that he wants to retire at the end of the year. He doesn't think he'll go all the way through to playing in the West Indies series. Um, I think is it Pakistan that's out here? Yeah. So they're doing that Pakistan series. I think it's Pakistan and the West Indies. Oh, okay. But uh, I think it's Pakistan up first into the West Indies so he'd finish – at the Sydney Cricket Ground with uh, Pakistan. I think it's his thinking. Question is, does he make it that far? I think it's a brilliant uh, idea to, to put to the to the selectors saying, oh, mm. I am going to, mm-hmm. you know, fall mm-hmm. on my own sword at the end of the year. Um, yeah, look, who, who do we have that's better to replace him? That's, that's my question. Well, we had head opening mm. in India, you know, kind of testing the waters there a little bit. I think that's a logical explanation. Yeah, I think I think Cameron Bancroft is is banging down the door. (laughs) Probably needs to be uh, ready to go. Yeah, can't Uh, can't get a run, but he (laughs) can't make an Australian squad. But he's been making runs. Sorry, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, uh, this Ashes series will be very telling Mm. if he continues to struggle um, because they've got the Ashes series. They've got I don't know who the other one is. They've got another series in between that and then the Pakistani series. Mm. So there's three Test series essentially left for the next six months. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that Asher series will be very telling to see if he lasts uh, in that squad. Because um, if you know, heaven forbid we lose and he plays poorly, gets a couple of ducks, um, they might start early on the transition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone mentioned to me in the in the cricket chat uh, today, mm-hmm. and I pr- probably hadn't been that acutely aware of it in my own head. Mm. Usman Khawaja is 36 years of age as well. True. So True. obviously not on form but, mm-hmm. you know, natural progression of things. You'd probably think in the next two to three years we need two new test openers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And like we said, whether that's Ted and Bancroft, whether uh, Harris can, you know, he's in the squad, yeah. whether he can write the, that. The anointed one. Yeah, write that ship a little bit. I'd love to see Marcus Harris score some runs but mm. I just – I haven't seen it. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's the thing. And he's been uh, outplayed. I think it's the other thing in in the shield by the other guys we've mentioned. But the the role of Will Pekoski, <coughs> you know, obviously everyone is rooting for him. Even to, more anointed, <laughs> and to get over, you know, yeah, so, head knocks and concussions and mental health. No, no one wants to to you know use that 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 as an argument for him not worse? to be in the team. But uh, yeah, where do, where does where does he sort of slide into things? Uh, so we got World Test into England, ODIs against South Africa, 
and then the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Okay, the World Cup. Sorry, and that's the World Cup. So They're red red ball cricket, it, it is literally the ashes, ashes into our, our summer of cricket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, like he he wants to play in the World Cup. I'm I'm assuming. So mm. yeah. Um, and I think Davey doesn't have to worry too much about his spot as much in the white ball format as he does the red ball. No, but, I agree. Mm. Yes. Yeah, not a lot left. Might let you uh, kick us off into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I'll give a rundown of what's happened and then we'll talk about finals. Get Monks yeah. on the on the button. <coughs> I'm going to go pee real quick. Yep. Curry. Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! So for us it's been a little while. Um, so we finished off the about semifinals, mm. so Eastern semifinals. Uh, Celtics... Uh, Took down the 76ers there, winning 4-3. Um, Joe Embiid, of course, wins the league MVP and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute when we start talking about the Joker. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Jason Tatham, Tatum was good in this, of course. Uh, in game seven he got 51 points. On the other side, the Knicks um, got defeated by the Heat. Uh, Hemi Buckets, essentially. Yeah. Uh, top scored in five of those six games, uh, 4-2 there to the Heat. Then in the conference finals, it went seven games. It was an awesome series uh, there. Uh, the Heat winning the first three, playing a lot of good team ball, a lot of their role guys, guys off the bench, um, played really well, shot th- um, really well. Yeah. Uh, Celtics, though, got back into the game. Of course, they're, were they the number one seed? I think they were all two. They're high seeded. Um, they won three straight yeah. to take this to game seven. Um, game six was a very close game uh, in this uh, but with the buzzer beater there from Derek White to send him to game seven. Uh, but the Heat blew him out in game seven. <coughs> the, uh, it was 103 yep. to 84 for that final game. Um, Jason Tatum rolled his ankle, the uh, first play of the game, and they were just off. Um, uh, so um, the Heat win their, their conference final, go through um, into yep. into the NBA finals. Definitely going the long way yeah. as well. <coughs> yes, playing a lot of games. A lot of games. Yeah. Uh, the other side, the Western semifinals. I'm scroll down for me there, Jimmy. Uh, too far. The, the Nuggets. You've gone too far. Still up a little bit. Um, Nuggets beat the Suns 4-2, uh, knocking the Suns out and sending KD away. Um, uh, you know, as a, we, I think we talked about Joker shoving their owner and um, and then hammering them in the following game. Uh, the Lakers did a job on uh, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, 4-2 there. Uh, mm. It was another good series, especially for Lakers role players, really pushing AD and LeBron over the top. Um, and yeah. Curry uh, misses out uh, – well, uh, the Warriors misses out on a repeat uh, and they go away. In the conference finals, uh, Nuggets just too good. Swept the Lakers, really showed their why they were number one seed. Um, Joker and Murray really elevated um, their shooting capability. I think both – I think Murray had like a 10-point average more. So I think he was averaging like 14 points during the season. He was averaging like 24, 27. <laughs> and then Joker upped yeah. his by like five or eight points as well um, just to show that they really took a, more of a role in this team and scored more. Um, but, mm. yeah, they uh, played some really close games in this. But Joker, you know, uh, as he was, was the difference here and um, they swept the Lakers. And that leads us into the finals, which is Nuggets versus the Heat, um, another Florida-based team uh, making it all the way from the eighth seed to take on the number one seed um, from the other conference. Uh, game one, very much Nuggets, though. Um, Murray, I think, started off pretty hot and then Joker rolled his way into this. Um, got a, got another triple-double, triple-double Joker, and they win. Um, game, so that was Friday. Game two is tomorrow. 
Um, that's is that back at Miami? Is that how they do it? They do. Uh, no, that's that's still at Colorado. Yeah, so still Colorado. So two at Colorado, two, two yep. at Miami, and then yeah, alternate. Cool. Um, so uh, I think the Heat are pretty comfortable from everything. All the reports over the weekend, the Heat are pretty happy with where they're at. <coughs> of course, dropping one game is not good, but they I think they're comfortable. They know it's a long series. They're going to battle it out. Um, the Nuggets mm. just look really good. Mm. Could potentially win their level. first season. Um, win their first ring, sorry. Um, Jimmy Hemi Buckets, of course, also looking to chase his first ring. Um, what did you think about uh, Embiid getting the MVB posts what we now know about what's happened in the finals? Did they make the wrong choice? To me, the <laughs> best player in the NBA <laughs> is Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I Outside of being the yep. scoring leader, which is what Embiid was, he was the top scorer in the league mm. this year. Um, did did win the MVP with missing the most games, um, well, missing more than ten games, and only the third MVP to do that. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I think what Jokic brings to that team, what the Joker does to them, um, even in this game, like he started off pretty slow and really didn't score most of his points until the fourth quarter. Uh, but he had, I think, ten assists by halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, and just what he does to help elevate, I guess, Murray and Gordon, and then to you know push the rest of their, their bench guys. Um, he's just so good, uh, yep. and uh, may very well be the difference and and why the Nuggets win this. Do I think they sweep Heat? No, I think Heat to keep this fun. This this is. If I had both conferences, this was my picks from either side. I think this is the best, the most fun finals we could have had. I think gentlemen sweep four one. Four one. What? What do you think that means then? Say for Hemi buckets. Bucket, will he stay at the Heat next year? What do you think they do? Because it's pretty pretty interesting. Every. Every playoff team I think that's lost so far, been eliminated, has fired their head coach. Oh yeah, it's been uh, heads have been rolling. Yeah. That is that is for sure. And now and they're all just shuffling as well. These guys are just picking up head coaching jobs with another player. Eric Spoelstra, luck. <coughs> He's been one of the best head coaches. It's not his fault. But then you could have probably said everything. Same thing about <laughs> all the others as well. They're the eighth seed. They yeah. don't belong to be like yeah. like they don't. They're just, playing overs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the well, this is only the second time in history that an eighth seed has made it to the finals. Yeah. And look, they're probably not a true eighth seed given you know play-ins and the way that everyone sort of times yeah. their run and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, they mean they didn't have um, Jimmy for the first uh, half of the season essentially. Mm. So mm. yeah, that that heavily affects their record. So they're definitely a better squad. Um, I think the big difference is probably that's that there we got their role players. They shot what. Two wins, what's quick math, 24, yeah. 23? So we're talking about in game one, uh, Max Strauss, Duncan Robinson, Kale Munn absolutely stinking it up. Yeah, and they'd be <laughs> really good in the Celtics series yeah, to, like, to keep them in games and they really need literally to help. Um, but in this one, yeah, did nothing. So they have to step up. <coughs> uh, Jimmy has to be unreal. Ba- Bam yeah. was the shining light, I suppose, in that first game, uh, leading yeah. the, uh, both – Boards and points for, well, I th- for I think, the Heat. I think that really his job essentially competing there against Joker was um, showed essentially in the first three quarters of that game where um, Joker got less rebounds and was playing more of a assist game, dishing it, and wasn't putting up as many shots. Um, he's he, very good at basketball. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, oh, but, yeah, he's going up against 
should have been a three-peat MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, uh, and, you know, the best player of basketball as at the moment. So He's a freak, dude. Like, he's, he doesn't look that athletic. He's actually not that athletic. He just does things that, just, that other bigs shouldn't be able to do. He's just super talented with the ball in his hands. He's the Lindsey Collins of the NBA, if you will. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, your, your boys' thoughts the rest of this season? Uh, the rest of this series, I should say? Uh... Me personally, I'm happy because I was like, I, you know, see Nugs win would be mm. awesome. It's exciting. Um, big Denver man with the yeah, it's Yeah, it hasn't, you know, for me since Mello and the Birdman took it deep. Um, the Birdman. I think <laughs> it was throwback. Yeah, I think it was 08, 09 um, yeah. was the last time they went really deep um, in a playoff series. Um, for, for me, uh, you know, to see them get all the way to actually final, potentially winning one and their first, I think that's awesome. Um, but then on the flip side of that, like I'd love to see um, Jimmy Buckets get a, a, another mm. or get his first ring, I believe. Yeah, get get a ring um, uh, considering he's, you know, moved around so much mm. um, trying to find a home. Yeah, to get him, him himself a ring would be would be amazing. But, yeah, the, the, the odds makers think the, the Nuggets have got to sign up. They're very, very short. But I think they said the same thing for Celtics versus Heat that they – He'd had like a three percent chance of winning or some shit. That was the ESPN stat, and they went out and won the series. So, Jacko dollar and seventeen cents for the for the <laughs> finals MVP. Yeah, the only reason he don't, he wouldn't win that award is if Jimmy somehow wins this series uh, and Miami win win the finals, because um, because he'd have to be the difference. What's, what, yeah. what is the head to head a game down? Dollar fourteen. <laughs> so the bookies aren't giving the heat any chance either. Well, that, well, I guess that's the next – oh, that's our dead. So, yeah, yeah. They've said – they think the Nuggets will win, um, that, which will be awesome for Denver, having <laughs> sat through, you know, getting Avalanche eliminated and uh, Russell Wilson's season last year. I think mm. Denver fans mm. will be very, very happy. Mm. Uh, and the Rockies aren't doing any good either. So, yeah. Um, interesting story that I wanted to talk about, lottery draft system. Because uh, it kind of came to a head with the NBA, uh, Spurs getting the number one pick and uh, now have a chance at getting another generational talent mm. at centre. You know, uh, Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, the massive man who's seven foot five, I think he's at the moment. And mm-hmm. uh, they say he's still growing. Mm. Um, actually, did you see? There's a video of him and Mbappe together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mbappe, Mbappe's like this, looking at the ceiling, trying to talk to him. It's funny. Um, but, you know, as a comparison, uh, Pistons, Detroit Pistons, they mm. won 17 games this year and they picked five. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not really a reward, reward there for being the worst team in basketball. Mm. And then it also came out through the NHL. They did their lottery draft system, uh, which was with the Blackhawks getting the first pick. And they have another generational talent as well coming out. Um, you know, they're Peyton Manning-esque, as you will, with Connor Bernard. Um, so... NRL um, NHL rigged was trending for for 24 hours. Um, it was interesting because ESPN showed the third pick before it was actually announced live on the television. So you know, mm. some adding to this <laughs> this conversation of rigged. rigged. Uh, but the the Blackhawks, the Hawks, um, is a massive market, and mm. their season tackle ticket sales have exploded mm. with the fact that they got the first pick and they're going to pick Connor. Mm. Um, and you know whether. Yeah, you know, there's a bit of a bit of rigging happening in there. Mm. 
Um, so that, of course, led to the question of should the NFL have a lottery draft system like the other major leagues? Um, you know, that kind of made me start thinking about the you know NRL and draft, and but you know, it's probably a different conversation. What do you, what do you think about American sports and the NFL potentially going lottery draft? That who who was it this year? It was Bears could pick five instead of one after being the worst team in football? Well, it really takes out the the supposed tanking side of things, allegedly, but allegedly but, but people in the NBA do it as well. Yeah. I suppose it's a, it's a harsh comparison because <coughs> when you're picking one guy and there's five guys on the court, the it's a big difference yeah. between exactly. that and fifty three. And the, I, I, the, I, I the guess stakes are so much higher. It's the same with NHL; they have what seven, six, seven, Se- yeah, uh, on, six, uh, six on the on the ice, ice? six, six, yeah. Big hockey fan. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, with <laughs> yeah, small sure numbers. You know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sp- small numbers compared to, you know, you have 11 offense, 11 on defense, and you got all their backups, et cetera. Like it's, um, there's, mm. there's a, I guess, a, a lot. There's still a chance for huge impact. You pick a quarterback one, and then you yeah. might change your franchise around. Um, you know, that that's kind of where, what they, they're thinking with Bryce Young. That's what the, he's going to be. Yep. Um, but I kind of feel like it doesn't help with the parity that the leagues are trying to to have. Mm. So I think if you're the worst team in the league, you should have the chance to pick the best player in in coming out because that's mm. how you you know that's the whole point of trying to elevate the parity in the salary cup era that we have in sport is you know the worst team should get the best guy to get hopefully the mag- that magnitude better so then can compete with the others. I don't have it in an NBA setting like. If you want, like, just be a bit better during the year. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> without simplifying it too yeah. much. But then you yeah. end up with Dallas were, and then the well, that's Mavericks it. I think it just actually tanked to try and mm. get a chance at like a dude like Victor. Yeah, it just it just moves the goalposts a little bit. Whereas, like with the NFL, I don't. You can't really say that people are tanking to become last to oh, get yeah. a first draft. It's, it has happened. It has happened, but like you wouldn't. It's I suppose it's not as prevalent like, and it, it all, we also whereas, got, it is different as well because they play seventeen games versus a thousand. So. Yeah, the, the NBA is, is the most stark example of of tanking. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's so much it's so reliant on the individual brilliance of one person. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. it's it's not a it's not an exact comparison with the, the other sports. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, with the whole tanking, it's like. Getting that last spot in the that top ten or whatever for the draft, so that you might get a chance to mm. to get a, a top a high pick. Um, yeah, it's just moving the goalposts. I don't think it really. Yeah, yeah it's if if people want to tank, they're going to tank. That is true. Um, yeah, true. The uh, draft pick. So uh, uh, anyway. tanking for thirty three years. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think either way, um, I think each sport with how many. You know, decades they've been doing it. Kind of found their nice niche. Their nice mm, yeah. what works for them. The NFL oh, yeah. works for them. Yep. I don't think there's a change it. NBA and NHL that works for them. It um, would it would feel weird having a, a lottery in the NFL. Yeah, uh, that's what I now. Like if you implemented it now, uh, yeah, I think it would it'd be weird. Mm. If they started with that system, of course, it'd be ingrained. So, yeah, I think that's fine. Although uh, could just be another NFL event that Goodell can yeah, true. can advertise for money, more yeah, money, a bit, a bit of hype. <laughs> but then you get in that rigged conversation as well when when the fucking Jets are getting the first pick every, every time because <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge market mm. and it gets all the bloody viewership. Yeah, 
Anyway. Uh, I don't think it'll change. Anyway, uh, XFL finished up. Uh, interesting. They're going to do a draft coming up soon um, where they're only allowing undrafted players from the NFL draft to be eligible. So, so guys that say um, went undrafted and then didn't get picked up on a practice squad, so uh-huh. not on a roster. So guys that come out of college and they're now looking what they do, mm. uh, they can be drafted through the XFL system. So I don't know if they're going to do a combine or some shit like that, um, but they're, they're going to run their own draft. Very much run as a G League that does everything the NFL does to try and you know pump a bit of talent in. And a few mm-hmm. guys have been picked up uh, in, on NFL rosters leading into the season. But what do you think about <coughs> the NFL championship? They won. Um, uh, I think the quarterback for the winning team at halftime was saying – just play another half and we'll go out there and be world champions. I know Americans love the fact that they're world champions because no one else plays their sports but their country. But considering there's the NFL, are they really world champions? So what is the XFL like? Is that like the football league for like uh, porn stars? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever watched five seconds of the XFL. Well, it's it's the guys that can't make the NFL play in the XFL. Yeah. I mean – Fringed the fringe dudes. That's what it is. Different rules, different games. Yeah. So are they world, world champions? champions? At the XFL. I'm trying to work <laughs> uh, fringe into porn stars here yeah. right now. Uh, no, no, that's more minge. But anyway. No, they're not. No, no I think it's done. World it's done. <laughs> like like arena football, you could do it. We're, yeah. we're the best indoor football yes. team. Yes. Yeah. But there's yeah, no XFL teams. Would have beat the Bears last year. I, I have I have <laughs> no, a, I have no <laughs> problem. Wouldn't with, beat a sec team. If you if you win a Super Bowl <laughs> or or a World Series, calling yourself the World Champions, <laughs> I have no problem with that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, because it's true. Like, there's no other team that will no. probably beat you at that sport. No, because well, XFL is a completely different sport to the NFL. Ah, bullshit, Jimmy. <laughs> if I could slap you from this end of the table, I would. <laughs> It's, it's um, I mean, like it's funny, like yeah, it, as it's a joke. It's a joke. As a joke, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> but these guys meant it. Like, they're super serious about it. They're like, we're fucking world champions. Uh, no. Hey, look, give them their moment. This is uh, yeah. they've done well. Just a couple of weeks ago. Anyway. It's funny. It's funny. We're the world champions <laughs> of podcasting. Yes. Out of this garage <laughs> <laughs> at this particular moment. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right Which, now. Let's hope Jimmy's missus doesn't start one down the end. And we'll yeah, have competition. If, if there's a mouse, that, be stiff competition if there's as a well. mouse <laughs> that comes and fucking steps on the <laughs> on the on the button to start a podcast we're and fucked. does two squeaks, we're fucked. <laughs> but we're world champions of this garage yeah. podcast. Hurrah! I think that'll finish us for American sports, so we should probably talk some ramble, the other football. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, see? Give us a I uh, alluded to Luton Town at the start mm-hmm. of the potty. Uh, so they're going up. He's Who, going down, Jimmy. Going down, down, down. Uh, well, we all, we knew that Southampton South were, were going down. Did Leicester uh, City Leicester go, go? which yeah, is massive considering they won the whole thing fucking six years ago. And then it was out of uh, Leeds and Everton. Leeds as well. And Everton hadn't been down for 75 years. Yeah. We spoke maybe, about it yeah. all year. Yep. They win. Leeds mm-hmm. win as well. I think they won on. No, not according to that. Oh, no, sorry. So Everton and Leicester both won. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Everton uh, go through. Through, yes. Yeah, because they had a couple more points. Points, slightly. Yeah, they'd won two of their last five. Uh Leading out not Forest and Bournemouth. Hold on in the top league. Mm. Um, Chelsea 12th. Chelsea 12th. West Ham, big fall down for them as well. 
Um, but I guess the well, the big big FA Cup was Man City taking on Man United. Yeah, City scored after fourteen seconds <coughs> <laughs> with uh, Ilkay Gundogan. Uh, bit of a rocket, must admit. Uh, fourteen seconds, all, breaking all kinds of records for the mm-hmm. FA Cup. Yeah. There, uh, penalty from Bruno Fernandes. He got the. The happy feet going. I was very scared. I was like, don't do that. It's so scary. Uh, but he ended up putting it in. Uh, and Gundogan actually scored uh, a brace in this one, a bit of a scrappy sort of left foot half volley uh, sneaking through. And City uh, have both the league and the FA Cup under their belt. Yep. Uh, will they win Champions League? On paper, yeah, they're better than Inter. Do, do they play two-game series or is it just, just one? one? Just one. So it's next weekend. Uh, Neutral? Saturday. Uh, yes, it's in Turkey, I believe. Ooh. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, they've been uh, having a bit of interesting politics of late. Yeah, they that's won't true. will cover that. But, yeah, Turkey's a bit of an interesting neutral venue. Well, uh, Gundogan is Turkish-German, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, interesting uh, that, that they'll be there. Uh, but the only English team ever to do the treble was uh, United uh, back in 98, 99. So uh, it'll only be the second time in history. So we're, we're all back in Inter? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I would like him to, <laughs> into to get it done. Yeah, Do I see it happen? Well, it's 90 minutes of football. You know, they yeah. could, could pay on, the, on their day. You look at Inter's team, a lot of them are United rejects. <laughs> Bring up the Inter squad. There's like, like I think uh, Damian's there. Uh, mm. I think there's, a, there's actually a fair few uh, blokes that were at United uh, in, in the not-too-distant past, uh, if you wouldn't mind bringing it up. Look. It's a game of football. Uh, anyone c- could win it. Um, but, yeah, I think the odds will heavily favour uh, yeah, yeah. Man City in that one. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Whilst Monks is chasing yeah. up the inter-squad, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yes, uh, another 42-year-old um, contemplating retirement. His AC Milan contract is ended uh, and they're not going to extend it. So they're, I think, going to do a farewell thing for him Um Soonish, uh, and then yeah, he's gonna make a decision whether he continues to play. Where does he go? Does he, you know, go? He's basically a role player at this point of his mm. career, mm. Um, or is you know, he's this is his last stint at AC Milan, and that will do him. And will he retire? You know, massive, you know, big name for uh, in the soccer world for a very, very, very long time. So you don't mess with this. There's Latin. Mark's got the Inter uh, squad up here. I think it's actually only two United. Uh, quote unquote rejects in, in Damian <laughs> and Mikatarian. Mm. Uh, but guys that used to be in the EPL and now are at Inter and are now possibly going to uh, win a Champions League. Uh, as well. Yeah, Lukaku, Devry, uh, Zeko. Um, there's a few. There's a few. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But mm. I thought actually in my head that might have been more United <laughs> players. But, anyways. Uh, Look, City will probably start red-hot favourites for, for that one. We might make you work overtime if you wouldn't mind getting the, the odds up for that one. Yeah. Uh, go look out for the Sweden Hammer. Well, this is, yeah. Tom Free, Jacko. Like, it's not a bad team, that uh, that Inter team. There's got a few, like, really good Italian players. D'Ambrosio, Barella. Yeah, but they don't play in the World Cup, bro. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A dollar, dollar, <laughs> yeah, dollar forty-four, in, and that's regulation uh, for for City to to get the job done against Inter. Mm. Yep, seven dollars for Inter as a comparison. Wow. Uh, 
Some local footy? A-League. A-League. Don't talk about it too much on this podcast, (laughs) but uh, the Mariners won the A-League last night. (laughs) 6-1, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Jason Cummings Mm -hmm. uh, had in that one. uh, Second time ever that the Mariners have won it. Monks, if you also wouldn't mind uh, chasing up Harry Boss, uh, just B-O-S, not not double S on that one. Mm. Uh, I think it was a record transfer ever uh, for an A-League player. So uh, I think he's going to Belgium. <laughs> from, from Afghanistan to the North Sea. Uh, wrong Harry Bosch. Uh, go, go, Harry Bosch. Uh, maybe, maybe Football I, player. Man, maybe I fuck. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have a Wikipedia. Soccer. Maybe I was. Maybe I was typing something in and I haven't uh, fully spelt it out. Anyway, right. yeah. let me see. Some dude from the A League going to Belgium for a lot of money. There we go. We'll wrap that one up. Let's get into the <laughs> final round. <laughs> A lot to get through. I yep. might run through some of that. So UFC, uh, I think it was a week or so ago, Francis Ngannou signed to go to the PFL um, basically because he got you know big money and then also uh, ownership in the PFL African um, mm-hmm. side of it. So he helped to build build mixed martial arts out of that continent. Um, uh, then that kind of started a whole rumours about him ducking Jones and then mm. – a lot of words between him and Fury as well, and the whole bit back and forth. Um, some rumors today that Dana's trying to make a big money offer for Fury to fight Jones in the UFC. Mm. That's never going to happen. Um, and then the, the heavyweights in the boxing division, uh, you know, it looked like AJ and Wilder for a while. Now it looks like AJ and White. Um, so that deal's all changed. Uster can't get a deal. Um, so, yeah, then the top four in the, the heavyweight division can't really agree on who's going to fight who and when. Uh, but I think they're trying to put together a big heavyweight card in December um, or towards the end of the year at least. So a uh, bit of that there. Um, uh, but, yeah, a little bit of a war words with, you know, Francis and Jones being on opposite sides mm. of the street and um, tossing words back who back and forth about who's the goat. But I uh, don't think it matters at this point. Well, I thought the Jones tweet was kind of funny mm-hmm. uh, in that he said – uh, Francis saying he's a goat was like uh, going to win one Super Bowl, uh, and Brady wasn't playing. Playing, yeah, and yeah. Then going to the XFL, <laughs> yeah, and then I think and well, saying that you're world champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people also had the point though. It's also like you're, um, you know, you're Aaron Rodgers, uh, and you sat out three years because you didn't want to lose to Brady as well. Um, Maybe no, my analogy back to front, but either way, you know, Jones didn't fight for three years while Nangonu was he's most active, so he had made that choice too. So, could be a good back and forth, um, there. So, uh, another Keith, as you will, a Jordan boss. Yeah, uh, it wasn't Harry Boss, it was Jordan <laughs> Boss. So you're fucking up the old timers' names, I'm fucking up the young, young timers' names. Jordan Boss, yes. $2 million. There you go, there you go. Um, <laughs> Keith Berg, <laughs> <the time. laughs> yeah. uh, So talking about fights, I uh, had a bunch at uh, the Apex Centre. Um, the uh, Kiwi, uh, Kyle Fra- Kai Kara France. France uh, losing in a terrible decision. Um, I didn't say opinion. this was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a split decision. Um, the fourth round was the most arguable one there. If you look at statistics, 
He got a takedown. It was like 27 to five significant strikes and two of the judges didn't give him the round. Mm. Um, so I, I think he's a bit hard done by on the judge's decision there. Um, outside of that, Jim Miller got another KO. He's 39 going on 40. Uh, he wants to make it to UFC 300. That's his goal. Um, I think he fought on 100 and 200. So um, I think that's, you know, 300 probably be his retirement. Uh, Mackenzie Dern fought Hill and won – was that decision or submission? I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. And, and then even further back uh, yeah. was Almeida beating Rosenstrike and, and Johnny Walker keep on mm-hmm. walking. Yeah, beat beating Anthony, Anthony Smith. Smith. That said, uh, that's just all fight nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, looking back over the last few weeks, the, the big talking point is uh, the, the these, these, these big cards that are upcoming. Yeah, so if we start with UFC 289, Jimmy might want to find us a card, but it's headlined by Nunes <coughs> defending her belt. Uh, and then you've got the lightweights in Olvera and uh, Darish fighting, I guess, for a number one contender spot, really. Yeah, it should be. They're, uh, they're very, very close to the top of the division. And not to take away uh, from, from Charles Olivera or Amanda Nunes, but mm. out of all these stat cards upcoming, this is mm. probably for mine the, the weaker of, of the bunch. Yes. Yeah, I think they're a bit unfortunate that they've got 290 and 291 following back up. Mm. Um, but even like if you look at the back of that undercard, yeah. like Mac. Mike Malo and Adam mm. Fugit, yeah. Dan Ige and Nate Landveer. Like not huge not, names. Not big names, are they? Whereas you look at these next few upcoming uh, after this and they are fucking stacked. Yeah, it looks like they had a few um, dropouts, unfortunately, yeah, this uh, one. Look, the, that's always going to happen, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Thompson and Pereira is one. Yeah. So it's a bit unfortunate. Um, that's next weekend. Next weekend. Mm. I... I think the Oliveira Danish match will be interesting because both have excellent grappling grappling backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So whether that ends up being a bit of a grappling fight of whether the mm-hmm. Oliveira tries to keep it standing. Um, Nunes maybe going to do Nunes things, but she's been a bit suspect. It depends on what Nunes shows up, I guess, um, and how ready she is. This is bantamweight, which is her division. Yes, so one thirty-five. So she should be right for that. Not the one that she lost. No, not the not the bigger one forty-five. I think. 135 is kind of like that's her main division. So, um, yeah. I uh, don't know too much about her opponent. Yeah, I'll try and chase something up. Uh, obviously, you know, we cover a lot of sports here and uh, Where's she and a contender to go. There we go. Just right. Fifth. fifth. Yeah. Big, maybe a bit of a step up. Um, Nunez, of course, is a huge step up for anyone in that division. Um uh, and uh, she will She's a 35-year-old Mexican fighter. Her mm. run of form, two wins, lost to Holly Holm. Uh, so she's four from the last five. Look, yeah, I imagine this is, uh, you know, rock up and get the job done for Nunes. But yeah, ho- hopefully we don't need a body bag. Um, let's hope she can compete. Yeah, but we, we did say that for the Pena fight. And she's a big lady, I think, as well. So mm. that, you know, uh, might be a bit of a difference in this. Five foot nine, Irene Aldana. We'll see what happens. Anyways, not to take anything too much away from this 289 card, but Monks, if you wouldn't mind scrolling forward to 290 because this thing is is lit. Like it is tasty that heavy. And obviously for us as Aussies, with uh with Volk uh going up there to headline against Yay Rodriguez. But, Out of the card. but there's gonna be two fo- Title fights, uh, Marino will get uh, a, a relative un- unknown, at least mm-hmm. for us sort of uh, s- 
you know, semi-casuals in 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 uh, Pentoya, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bobby Knuckles. He's going to fight uh, Fast Cousin, Drake and Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker. So that that Whitaker, um, Faf, um, not Faf, <laughs> Super <Yeah>. C fight. <laughs> you, you got me with it. The Super C fight. Um, he's going to throw cough logs at him. <laughs> yeah. Sandpaper back the other way. <laughs> uh, that's that's. Uh, Essentially, number one contenders fight, and they are expected mm-hmm. to back up for UFC 293 in Sydney because mm. uh, Israel is suddenly you know, wants a fight on that card in Sydney because um, him and mm. the, the Kiwi uh, um, government don't get on too much. So, uh, for a you know, Southern Hemisphere fight, that's his preferred location would be in Australia. Uh, so, the winner would have to back up in eight weeks for that. And that's what they're thinking. So, that aligns. So, a bit of a tough Jeez. ask. Um, uh, I think Whitaker's heavily favoured for that fight, but it'd be interesting. But you can't take away from the top end of this where you got the flyweight title fight and then you got the unification mm. in the, mm. the featherweight division. Not to mention Dan Hooker's on this. Bo Nickel as well. Looks like he'll get a fight. He's up and coming in the middleweight division. Uh, Robbie Lawler. I think that's his retirement fight yep. there against um, uh, Nico Price. Um and this also reminded me that Malaki fought today and lost, unfortunately, the other Australian. So how many odds is on this card? Volk, Jimmy Crute. Whitaker, Crute, Della Maddalena. It's four. I think is Hooker technically Hooker's in Hooker's I think he's Kiwi. So there's five, five Anzac boys on this on yes. this card. Yep. Yeah, it's a big, big card. Um, where is this? You'll see two Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, and then that I guess runs into UFC two nine one, which was also announced, um, which has another potential number one contenders fight in the lightweight division, uh, with Dustin Poirier taking on Justin Gagey, <coughs> followed by Blahovich um, and Pereira. Pereira, yeah, Pereira coming up. Up take, to light heavyweight. Have you seen the the um, stalking that Pereira and Adesanya have been doing of each other? No, uh, I think. <laughs> Um, uh, Israel oh, was at a wa- Warriors game, mm-hmm. and then the next day Pereira showed up at Storm's training. Oh, yeah, I did say that. And then they were both <laughs> getting onto a flight, I think, out of New Zealand at the same time. Mm. So they're both on the plane, like you know, two guys between them, and that as they're doing customs, <laughs> getting out. So they you say, "What is our life at the moment?" <laughs> and then Pereira is now fighting the one dude that's beaten Israel outside of himself. And Jan um, Blackovich, you know, going up and waiting, beating the dude that he mm. couldn't beat. Mm. Uh, that's mm. the conversation. But I think Pereira is mm, a huge human being. Um, so I think he fits very well at light heavyweight d- division yeah, and yeah. will take on, you know, if he wins One this. has to cut as much. Yeah, I think I think it'll be yeah. fine. So I, I think uh, Hill and uh, how did you say his name? Not, I think Petrarca, but it's not. It's mm. um, fuck. What's the Jack dude's name? Uh, uh, Prahashka. Prahashka. I think they're going to fight each other and then maybe the winner of this will get them. Uh, Tony Ferguson taking on Bobby Green, elite. Uh, Paulo Costa is in there as well taking on um, the (laughs) (laughs) up-and-comer. I'm trying to – I'm thinking of – how do I say his name? I have no idea. (laughs) Ikram uh, Alice Kedoff. Yes. And then (laughs) – as we mentioned before, um, Wonderboy, Wonder Thompson taking on another Pereira, Michael Cheza, Kevin Holland, Derek Lewis, name after name. This card it's is big, stacked. It's big, big it's card. Stacked. And where's that? That is Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
And then 293, if we skip a few more. I don't think they've announced anybody on that. It's going to be Australia and would Volk be running again by that time of the year, September, you'd think so? Hard to say. I think Volk would like to. I think Whitaker would like to. So I think... Yeah, I think Again, both isn't would that like that to same go. Eight week turnaround, <coughs> but yeah, it's eight weeks. It's I quick, think what. Yeah, so yeah. what do you got there? You got tenth of September. When was go back to? Uh, which is late late June, isn't it? Two nine one is July twenty nine. So hang on. No, so that's, it's the next one. Behind, it's it's it's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's two ninety. Yes, you are right. Definitely more than. Yeah, boom. So it's July. start of July. Like I said, eight weeks. No, that's three. A- that's three sep- months. Eighth, no, July eighth to September tenth. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, you're, you're, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly eight weeks. No, you're um, right. Yeah, so, it's a qu- that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, it, it, for them that means you win. Hopefully, you win quickly. Don't get damaged. Mm. Don't have yep. medical. You know, you have to sit out and go straight back into camp. No, because usually they do an eight week camp. So, yeah, it's a. Big, big ask, but uh, hey, it's in Sydney. The boys might want to do it. So let's go. Um, mm. And the boys yeah, here. Yeah, maybe we'll be there. We'll see. You want to talk a bit of boxing? Yeah, well, YouTube boxing essentially. Um, uh, again, a bit out of date. KSI beat Fournier. Um, uh, it ended up, you know, he hit him with the he hit him with the overhands to uh, make him very groggy and was probably leading to the end of the fight. Tried a, like a right hook short, missed the missed the glove, and then hit him with the elbow flush from the chin, knocked him out cold. Uh, was overturned, wasn't disqualified, but ruled uh, a no contest. Um, the PBA, who sanctioned it in the UK, said it was accidental. They had the big Tommy Fury call out. I think that's probably the next fight, Tommy Fury taking on KSI sometime towards the back end of the year. Um, and then on the other side of it, the country, well, I would say the globe, we've got Diaz and Jake Paul doing their rounds. Uh, the press conference is a bit of a shit show between the two of them. But the big thing is it's in Texas. They have a zero tolerance for marijuana um, in that athletic commission. So as in like he can't – they'll test him if he has any pot in any system. Um, the fight will uh, get canned. So all likelihood this fight won't happen because um, I Why don't think – Why do they just move it? Well, that's, uh, that's what Diaz is pushing for. Diaz is pushing to have it moved. Um, I wonder with Jake's – Jake Paul's arrangement and – that's the reason they picked Texas, um, but I'm not 100 sure. But yeah, uh, it came out this, like in the last couple of days that Diaz is asking about let's let's move the venue so I could smoke weed. Um, so, uh, they're the big things that are going to happen in the next couple of months um, towards the back end of the year in the YouTube boxing again. Mm. Following that storyline of Jake Paul and KSI, KSI beats Fury, then you've got the conversation. I beat your guy. If Jake Paul manages to win again, Nate Diaz, who knows? And hey, that pushes him back up, and we continue that spearhead to eventually these guys will fight each other, and then hopefully that'll be the end. Just briefly, okay. can we go back to the Diaz thing? Yep. If you're going to stand to make a lot of money <coughs> and it's legal in half the country, why wouldn't you just say to Jake Paul, like, can we just do this in California or I don't know, Colorado? He, or something? I think they signed the contract originally, and he didn't know. They asked him questions at the press conference and was like, do you know that Texas is a, is a no-tolerance marijuana state? And he's like, oh, wow, uh, I didn't know that. And like you see the shock and like, oh, fuck, what have I done? They're like on his face. I suppose the counter-argument would be, uh, Nate, why didn't you just not smoke like weed, weed for, <laughs> for two months? <laughs> but anyway, uh, that, that'll be very difficult for them, I think. Mm. 
So, yeah, that's boxing. Uh, real quick, just while we're talking about Jake Paul, Logan Paul was seen on social media during the week. Uh, wrestling, wrestling with, with Adesanya. Adesanya yeah. as well. So Bullshit. Yeah, doing some training. He's yeah. got a wrestling background, of course. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He did wrestle in college. Um, but, yeah, whether they're some transition. That, um, yeah, that celebrity fight yeah. in MMA. We, we don't need more CM Punks. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Logan's better than that. Hopefully. So I'm going to get in the gym for the Esky uh, yes. re- yes. representative. Yes, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. We'll do some call-outs. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only fight you'll have is probably with some Saudis and it'll be in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'll never see you again, bro. <laughs> We're not building a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. Let's, yeah, well, let's, finish up. let's finish it off. I think that's the best soundbite we have. Uh, boys, you have to uh, obviously, you know, Inform me as to what's going on in the F1 world. Big F1 casual yeah. here. Where are we and uh, who's winning it? Yeah, yeah quick what's summary. Max Verstappen fast. No one helps faster. <laughs> so nothing's yeah. changed. Nothing's, nothing's changed. Nothing's yeah. really changed. Um, and I think my stat there, driving a rocket ship, is basically uh, how the season's going. Um, so uh, I can't remember what race this was, but Max won from ninth. Miami. Miami, there you go. Uh, Perez finished second. Alonso was third. Um I am assuming that's based off that second point there with the yeah. driver intros. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, there was a big story about cringeworthy driver intros. They had uh, LL Cool J come out and hype them up and do uh, intros for them. For, so every every driver like came and did their own walkout. Yeah, nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, I think for the old timers in F1 it was a bit cringe but uh, – Since what? That's a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Followed from that Miami, we went into Imla. That race was cancelled. They had significant amounts of rain there. Uh, it was actually flooding in the, in the town. Um, there yeah. was drone footage, of course, of flooding all into the paddock as well. So they, very much they couldn't do this race. So it was cancelled. I've seen some postponements. I'm not sure if they'll do that towards the end of the year or not, but um, Imla was cancelled effectively. Then we went into Monaco. Max was pole, won the race. Um, Alonso finished second. This was a massive miss, I guess, for Perez who uh, crashed in qualifying and started 16th. Uh, finished, sorry, started last, um, finished 16th. Um, Ocon was third. So uh, Max's really only challenger has been Perez, you know, staying close to him, maybe stealing a win here and there. Um, but this puts Max so far ahead. Um, Spanish GPs tonight starts in about half an hour. Um, yeah, Max on pole again uh, was – like half a second faster than everyone in F1, that is daylight. Uh, daylight. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So he'll probably win this. Uh, Sainz at home Grand Prix for him starts second. Uh, Norris uh, um, for McLaren, very, very good, up in the third spot there. Uh, interesting though, Perez starts 11th again for that title conversation. Um, if he can't move up there and finish second, then uh, it'll be uh, uh, Max taking another big lead. Um, at the moment at 39 points, his lead. Hamilton and Russell had a bit of a crash in qualifying. Hamilton uh, out-qualified his uh, teammate. And the Claire Ferrari's day goes from bad to worse. They're going to start 19th. Um, so, yeah, looks like Alonso is staying in touch. Um, there's a bit, bit of a number alignment for Alonso this week uh, that potentially he'd get his... Um, next win, it's been, I don't want to say 10 years, but it's been a long time mm. since his last win. Um, but he's been third or second basically the whole season. So keeping in touch there with the Red Bulls. But uh, Max, 
looks like he's in his class of his own. He's got the car. Um, he's pl- driving excellently and no one else can really hold a candle to him. Bar his teammate, but his teammates had some issues in the last two races. And that's really the quick summary of F1. F1 um, in the Spanish Grand Prix should be good, good tonight. Maybe a bit more action than some of the last couple of races we've had to witness. What do you got, Alonso's last win there? Um, be a while. I'm F1 casual, and I know it's been a while. Because yeah, he back he won his championships, and then he kind of bounced around a whole bunch of times. Last win, 2013 Spanish Grand Prix. So that's so you know that's why I'm saying about the lineman. It's been ten years. I think he's in like Bay 33. It'll be his 33rd win if he wins. Like some people have done all the stars are aligning. Yeah, they're looking at all the numbers. The numbers, Mason, they're all aligning. Um, so we'll see if uh, if he can get a win, uh, which would be amazing for Alonso. Um, you know, to be ten years to then get a win against uh, someone like Max Verstappen, who is dominating the sport at the moment. So um, our lad, good old Oscar, I think starts ninth. Let's go, Oscar Piastri. Uh, Fernando starts ninth. Oscar is tenth. There you go. Yep. Just follow that Alonso bro around. <laughs> and that's F one. I think that's F one. That's our podcast. Thank you to those that have tuned in <laughs> Actually, live. And I did away. remember something I forgot to mention, <laughs> but I'd rather not talk about it. Dylan Brown. So. Uh, ah. Yeah, uh, Dylan yeah. Brown. Uh, probably went in a, in a dunny, touched a touched somebody's shoe. Inappropriate touching. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because if there's a no fault stand down, he may be off the cards with para. And Jacob Arthur just went to Manly, mm-hmm. so does Bryce Cartwright play six? I don't. I actually don't know what what's going to happen there. Yeah. Uh, if if Dylan gets, stood uh, down. I think he will be stood down because it sounds like it wasn't. Uh, he was very handsy. Um, the memes have been elite, but uh, uh, he'll need a decent legal team. Uh, looks like Benzema has been confirmed to be leaving um, uh, Madrid, going to Saudi. He's going to go over there and join Ronaldo, making all the money. Uh, anything else? Nothing else. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to those that have tuned in. Uh, we will catch you in a fortnight. Uh, I'm down the coast next week, boys. Uh, the the monarchs. First Kings long weekend, Monarchs. Uh, Monarchs week, yeah. Um, They called it that because he's probably going to die in the next year (laughs) (laughs) too. So they're just going to make sure that they've got their bases covered. Uh, And I did see Russell uh, went in the gravel trying to get to the grid. So interesting. That race, like I said, will start in 25 minutes. Race home to watch the race. (laughs) We'll see all of you uh, outside of uh, King Charles in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bye. Bye.